Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino. Está en la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Hello there. This is the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself. And you are officially listening to WrestleCast Radio. Ah, shit. Time to get down, y'all. Time to get down, get funky. With your boy, Two Cold Scorpio. Get ready to open up this show live. Right here on the Cast Radio. That's right. So if y'all already don't know, now you know. This is your boy, Two Cold, and I'm ready to get funky. So everybody out there, turn it up. Let's do this. This is Wrestlecast Radio. WrestleCast Radio. I am one half of the team. Ryan Cook coming at you here. Alex Mello will be in here dropping some knowledge on you in just a couple of minutes here. We got the first two nights of Dragon Gate, King of Gate to talk about. We have to talk about the Champions Carnival, the craziness. to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling... I don't know what the hell just happened there. Somehow, the intro got started, and it was playing, and I had already played it, and I was like, hey. <laughs> that was some wild-ass shit that just happened. He, Alex said, hello. 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 Uh, hello. I am in. I don't see you. <laughs> um, as I was saying, though, we got the, the talk, the wackiness of New Japan, uh, just everything going on with, with them. Uh, we also need to discuss AEW as Double or Nothing is coming up. And it's going to be an interesting show, I think. But but the question is, is it is it going to be too much? Is it, like, what are they going to deliver with it? So that's, that's something Alex was kind of concerned of that I kind of started falling onto his side. Was, so we'll have to talk about that as well. Also, WWE had their WrestleMania Backlash show that, in a way, had some actually enjoyable stuff on there. And then there was something that I'm going to I'm gonna lose my mind when we talk about. I'm sure most of you know what I'm talking about when we get to it. Boom! Zombies! 
don't know what you just said, but I just wanted to yell, zombies. I literally was like, and there was one match at Backlash that I really am going to have a lot of choice words to talk about. And then I turned you on and you went, zombies. So it like tied perfectly together. <laughs> oh man, that's that's a wonderful. Welcome to episode 185 of WrestleCast Radio. Only two weeks in between shows this time, Ryan. <laughs> as as there was, uh, I mean, uh, like I don't even know how many events caused this to not happen last week. Well, I for me, like, having an allergic reaction and having body hives all yeah, over me. Uh, you help. actually sleeping? Yep, in which your is life. not normal. Yeah, I, I did something I don't normally do. <laughs> I was like, you know, it's seven o'clock. You know, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take an hour nap. <laughs> and then it's like nine thirty. I was like, oh god, damn it! How did I do that? And then I was like, you know what? You haven't slept in all forty-two years of your existence. So I figured, <laughs> I figured we'll give old man cook. Uh, his his nice to shine. I I woke up so fast that I jumped out of my bed, which is just a mattress on the floor. I don't have a box spring <laughs> or a bed, like a bed frame. I don't frame. Think you want to admit that on on live That's radio podcast. It's the most comfortable bed I've ever had in my entire <laughs> life. So I swear to God, I bought it for two hundred dollars at Walmart too, which is incredible. Nice, uh, it's just, nice. It's the it's the most comfortable thing I've ever ever in my life slept on. Um, but uh, you know, I was like, all right, cool. Here, you know, because I, I, I plan on buying like a, a frame and a box spring when I move um, into the yep. other house rather than doing it now. But man, I tell you what, when uh, when I saw what time it was, I jumped out of that or didn't jump, but I rolled off of that mattress and like mm-hmm. stepped up and almost almost missed my my ACL. Oh, I, I fell into the zombies, door. Man. I was like, oh god, <laughs> like trying to get the phone. So that was, uh, yeah, was kind of how that went. <laughs> Struggle's real, ladies and germs, marks and markettes, that is for sure. But we are happy to be back on the airwaves here. Again, Mother Live, thank you for listening. BlogTalkRadio.com slash Strong Style Media, or of course, wherever you pod your cast, Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, just look up Strong Style Media. Yeah. Which, by the way, how tight. Is I don't know if you've seen the image because who the hell watches Monday? I watch a little bit of Fridays here and there, but Nakamura taking Corbin's crown and having that Wrestle Kingdom nine and ten vibe, you know. And I'm like, okay, finally get the King of Strong Style back. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, too sure. Doing a lie about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he definitely wasn't lying. I don't know if you heard he was on Renee Paquette's Oral Sessions podcast. I'm sure we'll get to that title a little later on in our AEW segment. But um, <laughs> uh, it was a, a tremendous, you know, minute interview. You know, obviously Shinsuke speaks really good English, you know, broken up here and there. But from what we've always been told or read, the dirt sheets, you know, what Vince doesn't like about him and, you know, the English here and there. I was like, this guy could be cutting promos week after week and still have the fans, you know, connection there. And it's just surprising that they don't. And he and he even admitted, he was like, I don't even go to Vince with ideas because I know the stigma <laughs> that, that I have, which is BS when Damn. he's one of the best workers in, you know, the last 20 years. He said that? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Let 
Joe Shinsuke. Fuck this company. <laughs> I don't even care yeah. that we're at six. We're not late night. I don't even. I look. I'm going to tell anybody listening right now. I'm not going to have one bit of filter when when we get to uh, a certain spot of that that pay per view. I'm just telling everyone like it is now. I am. I feel irritated about this match. Really, really. Oh, oh my god! It's just it's way to set wrestling back twenty years. What blood and guts? <laughs> no, blood and guts was tight minus the 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 fall. <laughs> hey, at least Jericho's uh, selling that <clears throat> injury. <laughs> He's got that sick landstorm arm brace on. <laughs> I just I thought I'm, it was like an air pressure uh air pressure marks or something when I saw it last night. What is this? <laughs> By Centennial Jericho. I just I can't fathom and get over uh it's just oh my god. Like we get to it, we get to it. Damn the Panthers are winning two nothing, that's dog shit too. Um so as I, I mentioned we we got Champions Carnival, the wackiness that's going on in New Japan, oh it just gets crazier and crazier. <laughs> AEW kind of just a little little just banter while wrestling yep. at backlash and then um I realized I did not watch night three of Dragon Gate and being the two matches that are the tournament matches that are on there. Yep. Can we not talk about those? Because I was like, holy shit, how did I not? Well, watch you don't want to talk about Kick Boy and Shun Skywalker, or oh. of course we don't want to talk about Ata and Dragon Kid. Who? By oh my the way, god, Dragon Kid. Uh, I texted you. It was obviously a little uh, cryptic. I didn't mention Dragon's name, but it was something in the lines of like, wow, I've always, you know, shit on this guy because, you know, he's an old guy saying he's a kid. You know, and I was like, oh, he's mm-hmm. just a great Mysterio of, of Dragon Gate, what have you. Uh, but this guy, man, since Dead or Alive, even before, even with the new grouping, you know, that their new faction that he's a part of, a new side energy and just tenacity that oh. I took granted from watching this, you know, 20 year, 20 year vet, you know, and, so and good. the matches he has been having uh, three that I've seen so far. And again, go back to, you know, dead or alive, which we'll talk to about here in a second. Uh, just fan, just amazing to watch. And it irks me that I wasn't on board when we were starting, you know, on the dragon gate train for myself you know, two years ago and just brush him aside. So that's my bad. Yeah, he's, he can, that dude can work. Him and KZ was flipping awesome, man. Yeah, I thought it wasn't Dragon Kid for the longest time. I think I even messaged you and said some other name. I was like, wait, no, that's, that's DK right there. (laughs) I, like, I watched that and I was just like, these dudes are hitting each other so hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I could not get over how how snug they worked. Oh well, good. the last sequence where you know just Casey's going mad, had headshots, you know, stiff as hell, and then the impact, uh, literally, uh, for the for the victory there, it was like, yeah, they were not messing around. I don't oh know if it gosh. was like a third into the match, you're like, you know what, let's just turn this shit up, and, and that they did. That European uppercut he came, he shoots off the rope with, almost flips him in half, and then, and then, uh, when he, when he, uh, he had, he had dragged him something, and he was, he smoked him with a European, came off the rope, flipped him in the air, dragging kid counters and hits the Bible on him, and I was like, oh my god, he's gonna beat him. Yeah. 
and then he kicked out of the Bible, which surprised me because not many people get out of the. You know, that's that's one of his one of his main signature moves. Mm-hmm. So I was like, holy crap, he got out of that. Then he's like, all right, here's just a here's a double underhook driver. <laughs> I'm just gonna smoke you. <laughs> I was like, oh, let's be a dragon kid. Also, I don't know if I've ever noticed this or if I or if he just started doing this, but I love how KZ utilizes the worm to get out of a spot. Like where, you know, Dragon Kid, you know, is working the arm for, you know, 32 seconds or, or what have you. Not as long as Roman Reigns' guillotine work, but um, we'll get into that <laughs> later. But, but no, how KZ was on the ground, you know, his arms up, obviously, kids wrenching it. And then KZ just does the worm just gets out of it. I was like, oh, that's fun. I was like, why am I always shitting on this guy? You know, he's he's tight. Tight shit. KZ's great. KZ is flipping great, man. But again, it just seems like the the switch is on, you know. Like like Mm -hmm. I've I've been saying for years, you know, you're obviously a huge KZ mark. I'm, you know, a little over the fence. You know, I'm I'm, I'm in the the tier one, you know, at this point. Maybe, Maybe tier two. But my my thing is like he's only pushed certain months, you know, a la Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family. We would always joke, you know, oh here comes the fall, here's Bray Wyatt's push, or you know, let's go into you know the Rumble and then dispose of them for the you know first six months of each year, you know, where they just job to everybody. Where yeah. it seems like KZ, you know, he always had those special attraction matches. Of course, you know, the the Shun Skywalker one that you know was one of my first instances there but yeah but yeah, this guy, world. yeah this that, guy yeah this guy is just about athletic. That. what that was wow. like one of your horniest matches ever oh it was i just like it the, the, like it wasn't something that was like reoccurring in my skull right now that was, <laughs> this was really good <laughs> that's really good it was one of my horniest moments and even the the leaps and bounds no pun intended for these two athletes that's how i kind of felt with shun skywalker where it's like a little underwhelming because, you know, they're going to, you know, quote unquote, super Cena or Hulk up. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, you're getting your ass kicked 90% of this match. And then you're just going to pull up a, a freaking moonsault where, you know, now soon, you know, Skywalker, he has that intensity. I don't know if it's the, the Mexican meat he ate while he was down there in 2020, a la, you know, Canelo. Uh, but, you know, just something that kind of, you know, just I could see the difference and, and even when things go awry in a matchup, you know, like Ben K, you know, a few months ago where he got concussed or a match I won't mention here, just he knows how to pick up on the slide now and, and knows how to, you know, get that everybody out of a awkward position. Yeah, especially with a live audience. So well, kudos to Skywalker for that, for adapting. That, uh, um, his match he had uh, with with Cosmo Sakamoto was like a four and three quarter match. Yeah. Like that was great. I would. So but like, that was a great dance partner that he had. In yeah, yeah. God, under you, man. I just that dude got that dude got booted out of Noah and out of WWE, and it's like Dragon Gate. It's like, well, thanks. How crazy is that? When mm-hmm. I sent you that picture, I was like, what? <laughs> like it blew my mind. He came out with Lord Tensai. Jesus. <laughs> Lord Tensai cannot get a that that cannot be pushed today, right? Like people would be like going after that gimmick, right? If it came no, out in twenty twenty one. There's no physical way. <laughs> like there's no way that says that you kept getting over. Prince Lord Albert Tsai. Tensai. And then he <laughs> then he became part of the, the tons of funk or whatever. 
That's what happened? And then he became yeah, a trainer? He was with Brodus Clay? No, I don't. And I'm happy and I did it. That guy's a douchebag, so whatever. And then they still call him, um, they still call Tensai. him Tensai? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, ladies and germs. Also, if you hear me chewing, I'm trying the new Hardee's chicken and waffle sandwich. Ooh, I'm gonna maple. I'm gonna some dinner in between the two shows here. I'm gonna. My goal. My goal is to do my laundry and eat dinner in between the two shows. I don't know if it'll happen because knowing us, we'll go till the next show starts. (laughs) (laughs) Jokes on you. You'll have an hour in between. Um, Do you have units in your uh, in your unit, or do you have to go to like a public area? I gotta go upstairs. Yeah, it's on the second floor. I I walk down the hall, walk up the staircase, and it's like the first room. Oh, so it's nice, not too nice. terrible. There's nobody ever in there, but it's like it's like. Oh, that was walk. my worry. Was you know every place that I've had you know the the laundry system in in the house never fun because <laughs> you're like oh, oh yeah, I no. guess I'm doing it that night. <laughs> yeah, no. Thankfully, it's not it's not that bad. It's, I mean, there's definitely the ones in use, but it's not like they're, I don't know, people, people I think are just trying to get in and out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of in and out, as we promised last show, we were going to talk a multitude of different events, uh, including, you know, the blood and guts from AEW, um, Champions Carnival, which we will get to these events on this show, we swear. But, of course, the big one, the Dragon Gate, dead or alive, as we were yeah. talking about a few minutes ago as well. The King of Gates 2021 tournament is also taking place as of the moment. But Ryan and myself cannot get enough uh, Dragon Gate that are alive. 2021, of course, happened on the 5th of May. I had a margarita in my hand as I listened to Ho-Ho Loon on commentary. <laughs> Ho-Ho Loon, man. Do you, oh, do you think Hip Hop Kakuda is, is he really hurt? <laughs> I think he is there. You know, like, he's like, oh, he's not attacking him. I bet he must be really injured. Oh, okay, thank you. Oh, like, what do you, what do you, oh, now he's talking to his masquerade partners. I think they're trying to figure out if he is okay. <laughs> like, oh, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I really hope he. Uh, I don't know if it's your Ho Ho Loon or your uh, George Takai. Uh, kind of uh, gimmick there, but either way, you you could do a uh, English subtitle or whatever you have you. I don't know. Sorry, I saw a picture of the book and that distracted me. <laughs> Ho Ho Loon might be my favorite commentator. Like Jade Ho Ho Loon are like the play by play team of the year for me. Like oh, there's nobody even close. Agreed. I've agreed. Seen I just seen a I big mean, Brian Clacker walk by my walk through this courtyard. I was like, <laughs> that Brian Clacker is wake. I mean, that's why I put it on Twitter out there for the world. I was like, hey, Jay and Ho Ho Loon are the best commentary team out there. Fight us. And no one <laughs> did because they agree. Yeah, because they're pussies. He, uh, uh, this just in, WWE releases Velveteen Dream from NXT Contact. Oh, it's about time. Like, why, why was he still under contract? Can anyone answer that? Because they wanted to get rid of Drake Woods, who also got released, thankfully, yesterday. 
part of Supposedly the NXT Supposedly he's like already calling endeavors. and begging promoters for work. The only ones that will would be like in the deep, deep bullshit South. Like the ones is that he, still wave the flags. Is he going to game changer? I hope not. I don't think Brett Lauderdale is that stupid. Because he realized <laughs> the cultural impact that I think people turn. I mean, no. your fans, you look at them, and yeah, they look like they should be a Drake Words type, but they're a lot smarter, and I think a lot more, you know, uh, cultural viable and of living <laughs> in bullshit rumors and innuendos and past from 300 years ago of a war that they lost. So, do, do you yeah. want to? Do you want to give a quick uh, refresher for everybody so they know what, they know what a uh, Drake Words? Got fired for, essentially. Well, not only for uh, doing a quote-unquote uh, almost blackface with his tanning, uh, but he's also <laughs> an anti-masker. Uh, he left. He didn't attend an NXT taping to fight whatever bullshit uh, city that he's in. He went to town hall and say, you guys are taking our liberties and our children's liberties and their freedoms. Like, no, it's a pandemic, bro. Like, get over your weird QAnon, which he's also a part of, uh, conspiracy bullshit, which have proven that they are idiots. Uh, Pizzagate, definitely not real. Um, but also the other aspect, too, is very racist. A lot of NXT talent was not comfortable. People of color, people of different, you know, uh, you know, thoughts, uh, what have you, um, persuasions and yeah he's just not a very likable guy he's the guy that would have stormed the capital if jericho's wife and mother wasn't already doing it on that same day so he's a douchebag he's a tool if he does go to work for anywhere else i will not watch or support that company because honestly that was one of the reasons why i stopped watching xt because he's an idiot i don't like having idiots in my life to waste a second of my time. I have that enough around where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Mic drop. It's crazy. But too, people dream. Say, that's uh, like you said, a long time coming. And people used to all have like people used to have nothing but good things to say about Drake Younger. Like that's yeah. what's crazy about all this. That's what. Yes, that's what I is, is like the most perplexing is like everyone's like this dude works so hard in, in, in combat zone wrestling and you know and in, in this you know he's doing this company and this company and so hard and we're all happy for him like it just that's what threw me for the biggest loop because it was just so random like people really liked him and then like this happened <laughs> and you're like alright well well, apparently, according to the dirt, uh, when Triple H had a very impassioned, you know, pro-Black Lives Matter type of, you know, speech and meeting backstage, apparently he just walked out during it, Jeez. which, that's your boss? <laughs> like, you don't just walk out on your boss's Ross speech, because otherwise, yeah, shit will go down. And, you know, they, they cut a few NXT wrestlers, Vanessa Bourne, I believe was one. Yeah. Who I I remember seeing her when I went to that Florida show three years ago. Like, oh, okay. You know work. who they just fired that shocked me that she even still had a job was that Kavita Devi chick. Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize she was still on there too. Yeah, I was like, wait, like, moly. I was contract. She was trash. <laughs> like, that's right. Like, I don't think I want somebody out of a job or anything. But I was like, damn, she was. She got, she's wow. still working. 
The curse of the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship continues, not only drawing the ire of fans, but another champion bites the dust, Will Ospreay. As I found out this morning, and as Dentris broke the news to the rest of you guys, uh, outs for the foreseeable future, going back to the UK for some surgery and some work on his neck. Do they just give the belt to Okada at their next show, Brian? I don't know. Well, Okada, didn't he have the thing? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Is that why Ben got it? Kidding, kidding, of course. Doof texted me, and he's like, he's like, now is now you got to just pull the trigger on Shingo. Yeah, and and yeah. he said otherwise with all these neck injuries because supposedly he he had heard something, and I I was trying to research it, but I couldn't, I didn't find anything, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but supposedly Okada has some kind of a neck problem too. Huh. The one so they were trying to work over uh, at the uh, New Japan Cup or or whatever that was. That was his lower back. Oh, that it was. I, I was about to say. I was like, I knew one of the injuries was uh, yeah. was a worse. That was okay, the one so where the guys just lay it into my back here, so people think it's real. Yeah, but I pay- see Obushi, Osprey, and Okada on that list of three other top talents that are hurt. Yeah. So he, the other thing that somebody said was, it, with all these neck injuries, just put the title on Big Tom Ishii because he doesn't have one. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I'm all for that shit. Let's go. Man, Doof did all for the nookie. That's right. <laughs> and he said, you can shove it up your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had my red Yankee hats. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> that's, a, that's a damn shame. So who I has just... the worst week? Uh Will Ospreay, Ben K, Kazuchika Okada, the rating for AEW Dynamite, or Ryback with his triple that he has done like 17 times in the last two weeks? Because you say, there's trolls on there. Do you want me to sign with AEW, NXT, New Japan, or retire? And every time, Ryan, it has hit retire over 50%. Are you serious? Who's having the worst? And he keeps saying, we're getting rid of the trolls. This this is invalid. Really, guys, this impact, impacts my future. I don't even think impact was on a, a choice. Maybe it was. I don't give a shit. But who's had the worst week? Well, I don't think anyone would even give him a contract to begin with. Nobody <laughs> wants Ryback. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I would say um, honorable mention goes to Juice Robinson, who now has to quarantine with Fit Finley's kid instead of his woman. Whoa, that's not cool. They got the Rona? Yeah, and Jay White, too. Oh, my God. From Tampa, huh? From the Mania weekend? No, they tried to fly home from Japan in in this break until the next block of shows coming up, and they wouldn't let them fly because they tested positive. Oh, my God. I didn't realize the outbreak was that much. We, we, of course, Okada, you know, being one of the, the big names about a week or so ago, but realize a lot of the uh, gaijin, if you will, can impact it. So now because of the quarantine, having to quarantine now, they, I guess they're just going to stay there for the next tour because there's no point in going home. I thought um, they were guess, running shows as early as next week, is what I read. I, I, they're going to be, it's going to be a, a lot of A lot of young lions. Yeah, they lot, have one. A lot of Togo. 
They ha- oh uh, yeah, they have one on the twenty second. Does it have a card? Yoshihashi will take on Yoda Suji. A Master Wado and Hiroshi Tenzan will take on Gato and Chase Owens. Ishii, uh, Tomohiro Ishii, the best. Uh, and Hiroki Goto will take on Sonata and Tetsuya Naito. Uh, Tamaki Homa and Kota Ibushi, so apparently can still work, uh, will take on Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. And in the main event with a 30-minute time limit, Bushi and Shingo Takagi will take on Raisuke Taguchi. I always mess up his first name. And Hiroshi Tanahashi. How much yen would you spend for that for the Road to uh, Wrestle Grand Slam? I I don't even think I'm gonna watch that shit on the network. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because they like, still have Wrestle Grand Slam on the 29th, and of course the one match announced: 60 minute time limit IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match challenger Kazuchika Okada varying on multiple issues, apparently, will battle Champion X. Champion Champion with an M. So Kata's facing to be determined for the world title in the fucking Tokyo Dome. He's facing vacant. Oh my god, this is... This is just... And then they have Dominion three days later. Oh no, Road 2. Sorry, the Road 2. Like a week later, they have Dominion. Oh, my God. Do you think they're going to incorporate King of Pro Wrestling uh, gimmick styles and the trophy as essentially a place saver for the IWG World Heavyweight Championship? Oh, my God. What are they going to do? <laughs> like I warned you years ago, I, I've been seeing notices of the E and woo, and I always said you got to build big new stars and the Shingo's one that we both have placated, and uh, unfortunately, I don't think will will work. Oh my God! May twenty second, Nagoya card determined. Man, you can find the full event here. Oh my! Oh my, Atlanta! I just like how it says Champion. Does it say that for all of their matches? Um, oh, yeah, I feel right now, champion. Oh, my gosh. This is the Tokyo Dome. Do you think this will impede any future non-Wrestle uh, Kingdom <laughs> Dome events? No, you just don't do it. Don't run the damn show. I thought it was a little too soon to begin with. Five yeah, months, five and a half months. It. And then they were going to run the baseball show be- two weeks before that. Which I thought was sloppy booking. Oh my! Don't do it. Just don't even do it. Just say, "Look, we're we're gonna stop. <laughs> we're closing we're shop." Gonna, yeah, we're just gonna chill out until it's with us, like we did before. With they're the only company that took a break. Yep. So I but look at the one that didn't last year: DDT, Dragon Gate, All Japan. Yeah, they had a few here and there. But I don't remember All Japan really having any stoppages. I mean, recently, yes. Uh, DDT, not so much, but it seems like they have so many very uh, various, you know, kind of like Basara, you know, kind of different companies where they can kind of, you know, incorporate those into their shows the way they're kind of, you know, booked there. But, yeah, I, 
you know, even with Dragate, you know, this year, of course, they have uh, Ben K and not Yamato, like I do, but Naruki Doi. You know that that affects their their gate there. So I mean, it's it's crazy how everything is kind of reverting backwards from from a year ago. Yeah, it's, I I don't know, man. Like, yeah, because after they ran that uh, that's the the I can't think of what the the New Beginning show that had uh, I think it was New Beginning of Osaka that had Naito versus uh, Kenta. Yep. You know, they, they stopped until June, I think. They went like four months without running a show until mm-hmm. they did that, you know, coffee fans with us or whatever the show was called. And then they did the the New Japan Cup with no fans. Closing for four months. Well, take yeah. a month off. <laughs> like, don't, don't. If, so do you not run the Dominion since that's in Nobody's gonna buy two and a half weeks? For this. No, God, no. Like that's that's my problem. Like, Do you think they'll wait to see how the show on Saturday turns out, and then maybe they'll just shut it down? Or oh, I don't know, man. I just I think this is a bad idea. I don't I don't think you're drawing fans. I no. mean, you have one guy listed on your show, which is your biggest draw. Yes, yeah. But he's gonna face random. For the title, you know what I mean? Le yeah, champion. I think Alex might have gotten the uh, the he, he might have got hit with the uh, hello the New Japan thing problem here. But it just it doesn't make sense. Like, what's the sense in in trying to run this show? Um, and even even the show in Nagoya. I mean, come on, dude. There's not like there's nothing happening. This isn't a good card. New Japan is starting to slowly fall to the wayside, and it's, I don't want to say it's nobody's fault but theirs, but to be fair, it's like, it is nobody else's fault, because you, you put on a bad, bad product, you don't build anyone, you, you go backwards, and then yeah. you run into these problems, and you're like, shit, we don't know what to do now. That's booking yourself into a corner like WWE. That, that goes off mm-hmm. of what happens said about the WWE style booking for this company. Yeah, it's it's Put tough it because in a hole, and you're not going to get out of it. I don't know. Because Shingo and and Show from you know Rapungi 3K were were guys you know two years ago. I was like, these are the yeah, ones you need to build for. Makes his way back into the arena. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's New Japan, ladies and gentlemen. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a ton more to to really get into a new Japan. Um, let's, let's move to the champion carnival because we haven't given that enough time that it deserved. And uh, it, I do feel like we need to discuss it a little bit. Um, your, your tournament final Suwama, or excuse me, uh, to face Suwama for the title, which was supposed to happen on the 16th. It got moved to the end of June now. Let's see if Hello? 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 Alejandro! Hey, can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Oh, I think it's me. Welcome Hello? to the fifth anniversary. 
It's me. Yo. Hey, are we on? Yeah, could you hear the sound? Yeah, I heard everything. I was saying hello, hello. Yeah, so you're on. I'm not. I'm the one that got kicked, not you. Whoa. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. That's why you can hear the sound clip. Oh. Interesting. Can you hear me now? Because I can hear you. Well, anyways. Anyways, so pardon our uh, wonderful blog talk technical difficulties. Um, but as Ryan was saying, hopefully we got a lot of that. It's crazy with the New Jersey. And outages, you know, with the injuries, uh, again, Will Ospreay having to vacate the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, them not booking, you know, too many people uh, into these prime positions, always going to, it seems like they're solid four with Kota Ibushi, Jim White, Kazuchi Okada, and Tetsuya Naito. Not a bad lineup to have, for sure. But when you have, you know, people like, you know, Shingo Takagi, uh, you know, evil. Yeah, they gave him the stra- you know the strap in 2020. You know, he he did the turn from Lij into the Bullet Club. You know, albeit you take away a dick to go, and you know maybe it works. I I would say, but you know they tried that, and you can't blame them for that. You know, it's like when they Braun Strowman was a champion for like a month. Granted, it was two years too late, or maybe a year too late, but still, it was something that they tried. And and now with New Japan, you know, you have your, your like I said, your Shingo, your Tomohiro Ishii. You know, Brian stated, you know, I don't know if it was on air or from what I heard, was, you know, he, he has no neck. He shouldn't be suffering any other neck, in, neck injuries like others. But Sorry, I'm sorry about that. Are you good? I'm, 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 on, I'm my on my phone, phone but apparently it's not working. working. Um, um, on the, on switch, the switch, switch, switch. So I'm just calling now, but I'm doing it this way. Echo on echo on echo. Um, but uh, you know, as I was saying, oh, like, oh, echo echo on you are, I think. What the? What, what? But like with with Ishii, you know, hold this on, is a guy on. I've been crying for you hear four or five years. Yep, yep, you're good now. No. Yep. Yeah, yeah you, you can't, can't hear me. Hear me the mic Nah, you can't hear me. Yeah, yep. I, I don't know what the hell's happening. It's block time, block, block time. Uh, they better give us our money. That hey, I'm, I'm to It's an inception. <laughs> but like with Ishii there, like now's the best time to give him the championship. Hey, it's a feel good moment, not only for your your Puro fans, you know, in in Japan there. But for all the fans across the world of the Stone Pitbull, uh, you know, just I, I think this is a great time now than ever. Goto, you know, people that have always yeah. held the never open weight titles, give these guys a shot. They have a following for a reason. People are going to, you know, have a little bit more, uh, you know, connection with them. 
you know, as they always say, number one thing in wrestling isn't your physique, isn't always, you know, sometimes your promos, even though, you know, it correlates, it's your connection to your fan base. And those guys, especially Shingo Takagi over the last year and a half, two years here, has garnered so much momentum. Go with the juniors. You know, it's just like it's the same junior champions. Obviously, Romo was out, you know, for well over a year with a neck injury. Um, but, you know, you had your show, who I thought was, you know, just a viable asset in that junior division, who should be one of their top single stars by now. For, for them to be doing it for three-plus years as a team, as a tandem, that guy should be the face of your junior division. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, especially as well with Bullet Club's Taji Shimori. LP was another guy that they're running, and now he's doing great things with Impact. So once they get off their BS on their core four, you know, wrestlers, a la, what the hell? <laughs> Are you still there? Did you get kicked too? Maybe I'm still alive, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I, I don't, I just, I don't see. And so what's even crazy, sorry for all the technical difficulties. Please don't let this hinder on your wonderful listenership here. But as we're saying, it's just something that they have so much talent. That, that now it just seems like it, it's going haywire in some instances there. Technical legend, are you there, sir? It thinks I am. Uh-oh. That is wild. So, Mayan, you're on what the hell is going on. Block Talk Radio, you might be done because you are. And now I'm hearing that. I'm so. So why even play that song there? I don't get that. See, I don't even get a dial tone. I did a direct connect. Bafflation. I can't hear anything. Did you hear that? Hello? Anywho, um, well, wow, I did hear technical legend here. Uh, sorry for the haywire events. Apparently, New Japan and WWE does not want us to talk ill will of the top companies in all of professional wrestling here. But as we migrate from those topics, so we can hopefully get this show back on board. Um, again, we had Dragon Gate. Dead or alive, the one pure company I thought that wouldn't have any of this craziness. But again, as I mentioned before, Ben Gay and Naruki Doi um, is essentially 
Well, that was weird. Uh, Rookie Doi essentially have had some, you know, exposure to COVID-19 there. What the hell is that? Uh, has been affected from the COVID, so they will actually be taken out of the King of Gates, uh, you know, rest of the uh, the tournament here. I believe Ben K only had a match in the tournament there so far. Uh, but again, the prelude to that, Dead or Alive, 2021, May 5th here. Um, of course, opening up with a six-man tag match. Ben K, Boca Tomo Dragon, Hope Loon, uh, announcer extraordinaire, taking on Diamante, Io, and Dia Inferno, which, of course, is R-E-D, which was a opener here. But, of course, one of the biggest things that we noticed, it seems like every big Dragon Gate show, not consecutive Dragon Gate shows, obviously, sometimes, but Ben K transforming his image yet again, this time shaving his head, looking like a brand new Akira Tozawa, just adding a few inches more there, but a few times during this match. I was a little confused on who that was, uh, but of course, you know, having the Dragon Gate ties that Tozawa has, maybe it was a little slight homage there, but uh, you know, fun opening here, you know, of course, you get the comedic style, Bokutomo Dragon, uh, no this time, but of course you get the wonderful actions of Ho Ho Loon uh, as well. But I love the mask, the mask aspect of Boca Jomo and Diamante here again. You know, kipping up, taking their masks off. You know, trying to take their masks. I should say, since they you know had the each other's uh, masks on to start off off with, uh, which was a lot of fun there. So really good, really good opener. Ben K gets a victory, of course, for the faces there. Uh, Big Ben, you know. Kind making a nice triumphant return as we saw the wonderful double team spear, uh, you know, by Big Ben, which uh, I know Ryan popped for. Iowanabi, uh, though, not, not so much there, but uh, it was nice to kind of see the faces kickstart the event there. Io, um, man, when he got tossed up in the air, uh, and again, that wicked spear by Ben K, hopefully we get to another reunion. Not in the Bokotomo uh, Dragon, aspect, but maybe we can get another Big Ben uh, later down in the future. Again, a fun-ass opening a tag match I see in my notes from uh, almost a month, uh, 15 days ago, uh, but it was good to see again those two guys together. Uh, next up. Hello? Yes, yes. Okay. Well, I'm on my phone. I, I was able to host a dial-in from my phone, but the computer's done. It ain't going to take anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has not been fun for the listeners. Thank you. For staying with us, <laughs> all one. Uh, thanks, Gene. Blog um, asshole. Oh, man, we're we definitely going to get our money back that we just double spent on and two more months. Um, <laughs> so, just talking a little bit of the opener, the the, uh, the Dead or Alive 2021 there, but again, when uh, Tomo throws up EO and of course the spear from Ben K, how hard did you pop when you saw that? Oh, man, when they, when they hit their old school finish, when they were yep. Big Ben, I said, let's go. Shot put spear. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, that was uh, that was really, really, really fun to see. Speaking of fun, Don Fuji teaming up with the Ultimo 
not all but Ultimo Dragon there in another tag match to take on, of course, Problem Dragon. And I don't know why mine thing says Kono Mama Ichikawa. But that's definitely yeah, not, he's not right. soccer anymore. <laughs> but, no, um, that's what he is now. He's Kono so Mama Ichikawa. It's 100% right. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I, just, my, uh, I have Mondai Ryu instead of Problem Dragon because I always call him an old gimmick. <laughs> Probably for her gimmick. Getting, you know, beat here and there. But um, I, I love the respect level that, you know, Ichikawa and, and Ultimo Dragon had for each other. Ichikawa, of course, itching to get in the ring with Ultimo right away, uh, you know, blocking chops, walking the ropes with, of course, Don Fuji and throwing Problem Dragon into there to, to get Ichikawa, you know, off there here. But um, I, again, th- this was a, a, a fun contest. Even the respect at the end that Ultimo Dragon shows Ishikawa, of course, with that team, you know, not not getting the victory there, um, you know. But uh, I, I love uh, just the the adamage um, and and respect that each of them had there. Uh, what did you think of the end though, when they were challenging each other to the finisher off? Oh, I, I enjoyed it. The uh, the Lamaha Stroll where uh, Don Fuji blocked Konamama Ichikawa's. And then it turned into a double pin. I think, of course, Ishikawa is going to have everything fail. On last time he wrestled on Fuji, we saw him. He went for that German suplex and just drove his own head into the ground without bringing him with him. I love how Fuji sort of no-sells it. I mean, granted, the camera angle was a little off. Uh, thanks for the commentary team to say, oh, nope, we got a shoulder up. But Don Fuji was definitely not having any of that. Mm. No, that was... Uh, that was a, I'm not I'm not taking a fall to this jobber. <laughs> yeah. Don Fuji, Don Fuji, he's tight. Don Don Fuji is a savvy vet, if you will. He uh, degas, that's for sure. <laughs> None given. None given. Uh, could he be the wrestler not only of 2021, Ryan, but possibly? Of 2020, oh, open a brave champion, Kaisuke Akuda, the champion. What was this? His fifth defense, maybe. Uh, taking on, taking on uh, Natural Vibes' own. I should say Natural Vibes' dance machine hype man. Ut always in the field yeah. with entrance in the match there. Uh, but speaking of entrances, man, I, I forget Okuda just has that MMA big fight type of that. That's just the entrance. It's just walking to the ring just feels huge. Hell, he even had his own rapper. I, I believe his name was <laughs> How many Nasty. celebrities does he know? Wrapped him to the like, freaking ring. It's the, that's the second that he came out with that one famous pop singer that last time. Oh, yeah. And they, they hit him under that, that mask. Uh, I... I love how uh, Kaisuke Okuda's like, or not Kaisuke Okuda, uh, Ho Loon's like, I don't understand any of this song. And he goes, well, it is in Japanese after all. And he's like, oh, oh, oh that's right. I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> and Jay talking mad shit. It's like a TV nasty. sitcom. Oh, ho, oh, ho. Totally. <laughs> Let's make that shirt. That's oh, me. Oh, oh. <laughs> hey. Oh, my God. Crazy, crazy, but um, I don't know what was worse, that lip-syncing job by Nasty coming to the ring or 
know, just Okuda pummeling and, and murdering, you know, UT there, uh, you know, kind of there. But I thought UT's outstanding. I, I know you've been high on him for, for quite a while, especially when he joined Natural Vibe here. But, um, you know, I, as we'll talk about, you know, hearing about the King of Gates, uh, he definitely held his own where I thought Okuda, you know, possibly could have had that there. Oh, he's believable with the roll-ups and the colors. That's one way that you know, a, a shiny new guy or a shiny new star is going to try to take out this MMA hybrid of a wrestler that is Okuda there. Um, you know, but even at the end of the match, just kind of pushing Okuda away, saying, no, I don't want your handshake. You're out of approval. I want your championship. Mm-hmm. It was good, man. I went four and a quarter on it. It was I, – I, I just – you know, you, you watch Kaisuke Okuda, and the more you watch him, you're just like, damn, man, he he's good. Like, he's really good. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, UT once again gets to show out that he can, you know, he can go. And Okuda has such good closing stretches. I think is that's the other thing that really, really wins me over as I'm watching his closing stretches, and I'm just like, God, you know, the way that he ties in the chokes, yeah, um, into all these random spots. It's it's almost reminiscent of 2017 Okada, the way he would tie in the Rainmaker and everything. <laughs> you know, where it's like one minute you think second. this is going to happen. What's that? I, said, I thought you were going to say the money clip for a second. I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what problem. But it's the like the way he would tie in all the um, just all the, mm-hmm. you know, the the different variations to do the Rainmaker, which is awesome watching that. And then, oh, you know, sure. you watch, you watch Kaisuke Okuda and, you know, he's, he finds 10 different ways to go into the damn choke. It's, I mean, look at, look at the King of Gate matches. It's the same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love how he does the snake hold, you know, where he just wraps him up and you're like, Oh, this is over. Or he'll just have like, you know, where he's on his knees and his the different styles. I mean, people are, you know, it's like Roman Reigns, guillotine you can only do so many different variations but i will give props to reigns where he's he's kind of modified it you know differences and angles in a ways where i'm like okay i can get behind that but just don't have him in the hold for a minute and 50 seconds but that's a different story we'll get to that soon yeah. here but uh i mean i'm not gonna lie okuda's you know title reign so far it's it's kind of like brock lesnar like you know in a way i mean isn't it just the dominance challenger is really you know came came close i mean yeah just you know here and there you know with a counter roll up or, or what have you but i don't foresee anyone really stopping okuda in in, in some time no they they booked him super well and i think it helped with how great those matches were with uh Kickboy last year going mm-hmm. into this year oh, yeah. and whatnot where they just i mean they're just like they're like meant for each other's opponents. Mm. You know, as you're watching this stuff, I'm just like, my God, these guys are so good together. Oh, just like Shingo and I and, and it, get well soon. Yeah. I mean, in a, in a, in a, in a very similar logical way. Yeah, it is, you know? And, and that was one thing, you know, that, that I, I was originally going to wanted to get into, but now with the injury, I kind of took a back seat to it, but it's like, you know, I was thinking, where does, you know, and obviously, you know, don't, don't need to talk it now because we're doing Dragon Gate. But like, at some point, I always wanted to pick your brain and and look at Shingo, um, Shingo and 
Osprey, like, where does that rank? Like, where do they rank? Honestly, it's one of the better rivalries of wrestling in the last five years, if not ten years, because they had three solid single matches. I mean, yeah, Rock and Austin had, you know, those IC battles, you know, Okada Tanahashi. But for me, it was just a, a great platform, Shingo and Osprey, to A, coming into this company, you know, New Japan. You know, Shingo obviously was a name, yeah. but you're jumping from Dragon Gate. Osprey, you know, wrestled all over the world. But, you know, his mainstay besides RevPro was, was New Japan. But, again, he's kind of like a worldly wrestler. But for Osprey to kind of get that next level – uh, you know, kind of set of eyes or, or just even opinions on him. I think Shingo Takagi was, was the right opponent. The guy to get eyes on Osprey in the beginning was Ricochet. That was, you know, a great mm-hmm. rivalry to show the athleticism and this new style of pro wrestling. But with Shingo and Osprey, it was Osprey to change a little bit of his doing in order to kind of, you know, compete with the beast up Shingo. You know, so it's just the modifications yeah. and, and maturing in their styles and skills, I think, was a big thing. That's why it's it honestly is one of my favorites, the favorite rivalries of, of wrestling. You know, to me, that's what I will always go to is their matches, you know, down the line. Or if someone says, what do you recommend for New Japan? First, you got Okada and Tanahashi. You know, you have your Okada, Naito, Naito, Bushis, what have you. Uh, White, you know, even with, with, um, with Okada there. But... I always say, oh, I'm going to show you a Shingo Takagi Will Ospreay match. Oh, you want to watch Best of the Super Juniors? Let's watch their foray into the New Japan Cup, you know, just a month later. Oh, you no. know, like just back to back. Even when they had the back to backs this year, you know, I was just like, hey, I'm all for it. Give it to me. Granted, I Shingo, uh, the title, you know, cre- creative, you know, what it is, what it is, but I. I don't know. I, I think their their rivalry and and I think show not show. Um, I'm trying to think of who my junior comparison was, but a few years ago, I said you know these two are. Oh, I think it was Shingo and, and Osprey. I was just like these two oh, are I was just gonna say Dragon Lee and Hiromu. And Dragon Lee and Hiromu, yes, yes, for sure. Uh, but I think Show had some really good uh, singles matches along the way. You know, as well, but you know, rivalry wise, yeah, Hiroko and 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 Dragon Leaf for sure. But but Shingo and Osprey for me, it's it's just a new generation of of New Japan talent. Again, these guys have been doing it for a while prior, but just into that audience's eyes is just a national level because they have more uh, more viewers that route than say a DDT or a Dragon Gate. So I. Yeah. I, I just, it's something that I, I will always, you know, show people Ishii and Omega and then an Osprey and Shingo match before, you know, maybe anything else, which is sacrilege. I think the I only thing that hurts, the only thing that hurts putting it into like that top 10 type rivalry match categories is Shingo hasn't won anything meaningful. He just gets beat by him every time. True. True. That's the only thing that hurts it for me. He loses in the Super Juniors. He loses in the J-Cup. He loses the J Cup final. He loses in, he loses his world title match. Like he didn't beat him in anything meaningful. You know, you look at like Flair Steamboat, and it was two to one. You know, yeah. Kenny Okada went, you know, what two one one and one or something like that. I can't remember because um, they had the draw. Yep. 
Kenny finally beat him. Then they did it at the Dole. Yeah, I mean, so it was, you know, you know, like that's Okada and Tanahashi are probably like ten and ten against each other. Like, that's just the only, <laughs> the only down thing. Yeah, is the is the fact that um, Osprey's just slaughtering him in the in the in the feud. And that's why I thought when they had their title match. You know, God, it seems like Ianzi, but you know, just recently, I thought it was just too soon. I said, no, Shingo's the guy you want for him to finally get that victory and and gain the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Maybe not anymore with that stigma that, or that curse that Belt's having. But um, uh, you know, I, I thought Shingo was too soon. You know, there, there's so many different avenues that you, you can go where it's like, well, who could, shouldn't have gone to? You know, when you have Tanahashi as your open heavyweight, you Jay White, you know, just like we were saying earlier before we were getting interrupted 90 times, they just, they, they have the talent. They just haven't built them up. I mean, not even incredibly. They just haven't thrown them in in fans' way where we can accept it. You know, we're tired of, we want to accept them. You know, we yeah, Shingo has been the most over since he's came over, you know, just to, to hear the reaction, you know, natural reaction, not just because the LIJ thing, uh, you know, alignment, but just, I mean, he's just always there. I'm like, wow, he gets more, you know, uh, audience, you know, rec- or audience um, reaction than some of the people that have been there for years before. That. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's crazy. I just think yeah, they, they I mean, I, I, mean I agree with everything you're saying. I, I still think Shingo. I mean, you know, I, I stand by 2007 when I'm watching him against BJ Whitmer of all people going, this BJ guy is going to be one of the best wrestlers alive. You know, and that was 14 years ago seeing him at the St. <laughs> Paul Armory. Man. You know, it we saw him in 2009 when he, he hit the, the Made in Japan or whatever off the middle oh. rope to Dragon Kid. Oh. I think of nine times after the match. That happened in St. Oh. No, that was when we were in Chicago. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that was the Help Me Brother show. <laughs> oh my gosh! But you can find that talk on our archives, slash strong style media. But no, it's you know there, there's so many wrestlers you know that that could be pushed into that spotlight. But I don't know. I I love the rivalry. I agree, Osprey. You know what is he four and zero against him? Uh, I think it should have been one. What's that? I think it's three and one. one. So I think he beat him in the junior and the J and the super juniors is what is he beat Osprey. Okay. Okay. And then, then like in the finals, Osprey got the win back or something. I can't remember. Maybe it is four and oh, actually. <clears throat> but uh, I digress. I, I didn't sure, mean to sure. change off of Dragon Gate um, as you were getting on a roll there. I am <laughs> going to hang up on this and try to see if it'll let me log back in on the computer because I got I got a delay. I can tell it. I keep talking over you. Oh, so oh, I'm going to try to do this while you're going through Dragon Gate. Sweet, and if it sweet. doesn't work, I'll be back in, the, in a moment on the phone here. Coming right, up, well, I will be back hopefully shortly. I will let you continue with Dragon Gate, good sir. Alrighty, back to our technically uh, 
a technical uh, abolished program here. But uh, again, continuing Dead or Alive 2021 Dragon Gate, which, I mean, let's be be real. Shingle's a part of the Dragon Gate talk, always and forever. But a special eight-man tag team matchup. Masato Yoshina and the rookie Doi Eita and B.B. Hulk, which one is not like the other, uh, took on Rayo Saito, uh, Katajora, Yosushi Kanda, and Kota Minora. R.E.D. strike first. Yes, but you said, is that, you know, speedball master Masato Yoshina? Speed star? What's going on? Yes, what, you know, of course, he is on his retirement tour, which will come to an end at Kobe World 2021. But he said, you know what? I want to, to mix it up. I want a team with my enemies. I want a team with R.E.D. And that he did. Them striking first thing. Including Yoshino attacking his, his opponents there, I thought was really, really fun. A little big whoa type of action uh, from Yoshino, but it was uh, a lot of fun there. Also, Eita helping Yoshino get the victory there, um, you know, as BB Hulk kicks Yoshino back in the head there. Um, and then Eita kicks right, um, or sorry, he helped Yoshino get pinned. Um, as R.E.D. turns on him at the end, uh, Eita, of course, gives him the dick kick. And then Eita dragging, uh, you know, Konora over Masato Yoshino and uh, for them to get the win. Uh, fun match, you know, expected, not expected. I didn't, I didn't mean, I didn't foresee them just, you know, taking out the man that is Yoshino uh, just for uh, Minora to kind of get him pinned, but a fun match me? nonetheless. Yes, yes. How are you, sir? Uh, I switched computers. I went from the laptop to the to the desktop. <laughs> to the desktop. Um, what, what did you think of Yoshino, uh, you know, kind of being a little R.E. devilish Four in the beginning? Match. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic, and this was the epitome of what I've been saying was when they finally decided to turn eight to babyface, this shows that the people want to cheer. Yeah. Yeah. They were into it. They were into him trying to get the comeback spot. They were into him, like, getting getting the, the baby face, like, the, the sympathy. And then he just kicks him in the nuts, and he's like, ha-ha, I'm Aether. <laughs> That was great. What's even crazier is, like, you think of Aether, and for me, I always envision, you know, the the little pit, the the little, you know, uh, Yorkie, you know, jumping up and down, you know, more more bark than bite. Obviously, Aita has has a lot of bite as well. As uh, the pro wrestling summit fans know, uh, he will definitely do anything to ensure a victory here and there. But um, I I always expect Aita to be that small guy, and I see him in the ring, and he towers. Over some of his R.E.D. brethren, and he's Jack, so he's a you know full body type of guy. So I picture like a five foot three guy, and and I looked up his height, and he he does seem taller than some wrestlers, Ryan. But he's five seven. He's your height, so you can mm-hmm. and you got that barrel chest. So I mean, you you could definitely be walking with some uh, rose colored glasses and say R.E.D. R.E.D. <laughs> I love it, dude. He's got the most punchable face in wrestling, too, which is just perfect. I just, he, he seems so much bigger than what you expect to be a, a chicken shit heel, you know, to kind of be like. Yeah, you know, the scumbag guy. Star. 
Like yeah. he projects star, and that's it's yeah. it's like watching oh, yeah. Kaido Ishida. Like I watch Kaido Ishida, and I'm like, this dude is a star. And it's the group. Everyone in the group. Even Kai. Yeah, like, like Kai has turned into something. I I mean, look at FB. God bless him around as, as great as he's been since joining R.E.D. You know, we talk about Cosmo Sakamoto. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, they were, they were going to have Hip Hop Kakuna in his third singles match get a title shot of all things. Like, I, they, That's crazy. so good. I just, Bringing I it out of each point, other. Yeah, yeah. You, I just, I think I think at some point, Masquerade is going to falter because they don't have anyone to cut a promo. Their their <laughs> matches have somebody cutting a promo on them every time. Yeah. Like the Ted Man from the 15th, which I watched too, that was flipping awesome. Um, it ended in a DQ, so Kaido Ishida cut a promo on Skywalker. Like, like how he's going to take his title and win King of Gate. Like, it's just they don't have anybody to do anything to elevate him, if that makes sense. Jason Lee can't cut a promo? What? what? I don't think they uh, – he's Chinese, too, so I don't think they understand him. No! We're like, all screwed. And, and, and I, I – that's the thing is, like, Jason Lee, I, I've been saying this for weeks, like, this dude right now, maybe not, like, wrestler of the year type thing, but he's one of the best ten workers in the world right now. He's, he's a hell I of mean, a hand. Every time he's in there, you you're, you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Oh, he's so fluid. He's so good. He can work with anybody. You know, it's it's there's no there's no there's no hiccups. Like he just gets in there and controls things, and it's just it's perfect. I mean, what's I crazy is I've just scored five unanswered goals. Let's flip and go, boys. <laughs> Sorry. With take that. With the masquerade, though, like you said, the the group is is airtight. It's really solid. You know, of course, you have the leader, the 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 champion, Shun Skywalker. Of course, the aforementioned Jason Lee, but his tag partner, which was one of the better tag teams of the last few years, him and Kota Minora. I yeah. Kota Minora, you strapped a rocket on that guy. He's got charisma. He's got moves. I just don't know, like you said, if the mic work is there. And, of course, uh, get the button ready there, Ryan. Uh, but, of course, the, the golden piece, you know, when, when he's not injured, of course, is the one and only. I'm scrolling. I'm sorry. I'm still scrolling. There it is. <laughs> got it. Dragon <laughs> So, I mean. Incredible later in this show, by the way. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. But, uh, oh, my I God. think, could be that, that – uh, diamond in the rough, not just for Masquerade, but I think for Dragon Gate for years to come. Because he he's a tweener, really. He can play both. It seems like. Do you think it's weird that I think he has an outside shot to win Block A? I wouldn't be mad. He's got the look, obviously. <laughs> he's got I mean, I just, the the time on his hands, meaning he's I mean, twenty two. Then K won't, and logically the thought would be another to Doy, but he's gone too now. Mhm. Mhm. So I mean, Diamante, BB Hulk, Kodaman, or Takashi Shida. Jeez. As long as Punch Tanaka doesn't show up. <laughs> He's still trying to figure out a way to beat, uh, to actually beat uh, what's his name, 
Kaisuke Okuda. Wait, so if he's 22, that means he's been wrestling since he's like 16? Kota Minora? Yeah. yeah. Wow. No child labor laws there, eh? No, just... <laughs> that's awesome, oh, but that's why he's yeah. as good as he is at this time. That's for sure. I, I need to try to get a hold of this. I was pulling up um, I was pulling up uh cage match because I needed to get some results up for something. Uh Minoru Tanaka run, ran his uh produce the special in volume two. Main event has uh Kingo Mashimo, who uh is forty two years old, I haven't seen him in a long time, but he was a he was a fun little bruiser. Um, he does a lot of two AW, uh, which when I when I kind of became a two AW fan for a while because I was the only company running. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I liked I, I really like Ayano Yoshida, but uh, it's Kengo Mashimo and Masato Tanaka against Shigehiro Irie and Daisuke Sakamoto. Wow! Oh, there's and, Sakamoto. I've been waiting for that that name to pop up. And then Shingo Suzuki, who I haven't seen for. Uh, tags with Yuji Hino and Sugi. Sugi is the the guy that uh, um, I sent you a picture of. Uh, I can't remember why I sent it to you, but I, you had said something. But he's he's little dragon. He oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yep. yep sugar. Yeah. Uh, so it was him. That's probably a my hives outbreak, I believe. <laughs> And they took on uh, Shima Lindemann and T-Hawk. I bet that rocked Jesus. I, I want to see this damn show. They ran it from... Uh, I think we got a boner alert for Isaiah Davidson right there. <laughs> By the way, Isaiah Davidson, make sure to watch the Champions Carnival final because Stronghearts, man, they're the, they're the best thing going, man. They're so good. Wait, like, Stro- it, it, oh, it, wasn't for, it wasn't for Kento Miyahara. Like, the Stronghearts in just showing up would have been the best thing on that show. Whoa. Whoa, we'll get to that here in a second. But the next match, Open to Twin Gate Championship, uh, the champions, Masaki Mokazuki, Takashi Yoshida, the former always forever Cyber Kong, in my and your hearts out there. They're taking on R.E.D. Challengers, former brethren of Yoshida, Kaito Yoshida, Kickboy, and Kazuma Sakamoto. Yeah. I was expecting a turn in a weird way, but then I realized Yoshida, since shaving and his hair being so beautifully straightened and clean, that guy looks, A, 15 years younger, but B, baby face all over. <laughs> I um, I went four and a quarter. This was my match of the night. I also had a sense of Mokuzuki, because he was looking shifty pretty much all match. So I didn't know if he was going to cost, not essentially join R.E.D., but I didn't know if he was just had enough of the experiment with Yoshida and Senpais and all that good stuff there. But uh, I, I, I kind of had a feeling at times Mokuzuki was going to do the turn. But, yes, this was a, a hell of a match here. Um, you know, that, that ankle chair spot, definitely one of the, the big factors in, uh, you know, Yoshida to say I quit you know, in the end there, but R.E.D. being R.E.D., you know, when when will the refs finally realize, Ryan, uh, just because you're feet away that you can hear nine punches going against one guy? What is that going to have to change? Come on. Or kicks or chairs or anything. <laughs> That's funny. I, you know, I, I truly, like I said, this was my favorite match of the night. Nice, nice. I, I thought this match was tremendous. Um, I love 
kick boy putting a wrench in his kick pad and then destroying <laughs> the yep. he certainly throws the feint and he kicked and and, they, and a sheet of blocks it and he's screaming because he just got kicked in the in the forearm, you know, in his wrist bones and shit with a with a wrench. And then he just punt kicks his ankle up from under him and then he ankle locks him. And then as Yoshida starts trying to get to the rope and he's he's crawling, um, Kazuma comes in with a punt kick and just smokes Yoshida. And then Kaido Yoshida single legs him with the ankle lock and he just mm-hmm. passes out. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, that bell hammer, watch out. I don't think I've seen that used uh, since the 80s. <laughs> but no, I, again, cool. just that's why RED is what, 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 two, three years in a row for faction of yeah. the year? It seems like every, every year for Russell Radio, well, but it's because they know what they're doing. They're, they're your faction of the year almost every year, and this is the company of the year almost every year. Everything yeah. they do is great. You know, we haven't even gotten the, the King of Gate, which, okay, they had no fans. We were worried from last year, and they're like, "Don't worry, hold our beer. Everything's going to be three stars or higher, except for maybe one match for me." You know, I had I had three matches at four or higher on nice. the empty arena show. It was great. Nice, nice. And both of the both of the matches from uh, King of Gate uh, night two, I had at four. I went four and a half on Kid and KZ. Like, God, and, and <laughs> it was so. I went I went three and three quarters on the, the ten man and three and a half on a ho ho loon match. Ho ho loon, take that. Ho ho loon. That's why I didn't get to finish um uh that's why I didn't finish the damn night three, oh, night three? because I watched the only thing I didn't watch was Gamma and Ultimo Dragon. Uh they beat Punch Tomonaga and Yosuke Santa Maria. It's the only thing I didn't watch on the show. I watched everything else though. Like I couldn't turn away. It was <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. God, they're just so. It's, I just like like I was when before Ash was gonna leave today at like eleven thirty, and I was watching the the shows, and she's like, "Oh, there's Atosh." Like I know him, you know, because it's Summit. Summit, she yep. Atosh, you know, she's laughing, and then now we've now watched these entire matches, and now we're forty five minutes into she's the lead, and she's like. Man, this company's awesome. I'm like, I just want to say it. It's so good. You Maybe. have gotten you, you've gotten a lot of followers into the uh, the red colored glasses of one eight. That is for sure, Ryan, and, oh and we God. appreciate that. Uh, Dude, another guy for sure is overthing in the summit. Literally, like yeah. people fight each other in the chat room about eight and red. Like it's hilarious because of a video much- game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. I, I hope a lot of those, uh, which you can find every Friday night at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, twitch dot, twitch.tv slash WrestleCast Radio. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's it's crazy just due to the fact that, um, but, again, I, I see it's anyone within the group. Hell, what who garnered more respect, who I love, is boy Kaido Ishida. I've never seen anyone go to Mokazuki, like he did not give any bleep at all. He's no. like, you know what? I don't care. Let's go. You're this big, <laughs> you know, legend. You have an academy. I do not give a shit or two. And they just went to I war. And you're old man. 
it's just the attitude. And, and like you said, Ata is, is the one that, that it starts with and, and, you know, hopefully never, but eventually we'll end with, uh, open the triangle gate championship, a matchup next up, uh, natural vibes as their champions, KZ gink or Gucci, Susumo, Yokosuka, Otsuka masquerade challengers. Oh yeah. La Shreya, Dragon Daya, Jason Lee. Forgot about La Australia. That guy is tight. Dragon Daya. So is he. So is he. Like, I can't believe La Australia's already. Oh, shit. They took John Tavares out on a stretcher. That's not good. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. There goes their best, second best player. Okay. Never mind. Um, sorry. Hockey playoffs. I, I can't not. Oh, no, I get it. I watched the first <laughs> hockey game game in a long time in that game too and that was amazing oh my god I can't, the, the wild one yeah yeah shout out to them blowing it assholes a hell of a they, goalie v goalie matchup though i mean yeah well, then they Vegas. Both, they both goalie and then cap uh cap with the damn hooking call like why do you how do you get a penalty yeah when you're i don't know and then Alex talks like, hey, it's a play for you guys. I'm going to score on you again tonight. <laughs> no. <laughs> so i gotta, I got to run this by you real fast before we do the triangle game. Uh, on Summit, this is what went down on Summit. You can tell me if you think that uh, the product is good because, you know, it's real life. It's not fake, so I can't talk about it being uh, K-Fabe. Uh, Ata does his normal where he makes an open challenge and, you know, as he wrestles Bray Wyatt and Triple H and Sin Cara and guys like that. Uh, this week, he, he wanted to prove that he's the biggest heel in all of wrestling. So he took on the, the green-eyed Rudo himself, um, El Dandy. Remember El Dandy? <laughs> of course. Who doesn't remember because he El wanted Dandy. to show that he's a bigger heel than the, the, the green-eyed Rudo himself, El Dandy. And El Dandy showed up to the building with Milano 4 and 5. And... Uh, through all the fight, uh, wasn't done, and El Dandy was defeated as expected. And the Bronos started taking shots at, at Asa, and Asa laughed. And said, all right, I'll fight you both at the same time. You know, rip both your asses. And everyone in the chat, or everyone in the crowd, excuse me, not chat, their crowd, is screaming, we don't need two Asa bullshit wins. This guy sucks. I wish he'd face somebody really tough, blah, blah. So Asa comes cockily down to the ring. Well, he hasn't talked or seen the Bronos, uh, who shut up with El Dandy. And uh, I cannot confirm or deny, but it was really weird that uh, Volano 4 came out with Kento Miyahara's tights on. And yeah. Volano 5 came out in Walter's trunks, um, in, in, in which they proceeded to beat the shit out of Ata in a two-on-one tornado. Wow. Match. So, uh, <laughs> uh, he, he bit off a little more than he could chew at before the Volanos. So there's talks that uh, El Dandy's coming back this week, and he's bringing the Volanos with him. To take oh on uh, the team of Ata, Kaito Ishida, and Kazuma Sakamoto. Fook, are you oh, going to bring back fighting. Captain New Japan as well? No, no. Captain Falcon New Japan. <laughs> no. I just, I didn't know the Blattos looked and wrestled like Viahar and Walters. It was weird when I saw he shut down German suplex to Ata by Blato 4, but uh, and seeing Blato 5 unmercifully chop Ata. So do they have masks on too, like the killer bees and shit like that? Yeah, oh yeah, they, the Volano masks. Oh my god, that's awesome. Worn, so we thought it was the Volano. 
<laughs> Demetrius is watching and he just looks at me and he's like, hell no. And he claps. He's like, I could have never predicted that. <laughs> Best weekly episodic wrestling you guys can watch stateside again every Friday night, 10 p.m. Central Stateside. It's because he won't let me on it. That's why it's sustained so well. Uh, Pro Wrestling Summit, twitch.tv slash WrestleCast Radio. Or you can see Kento Volano for Miyahara in action. <laughs> oh, it's great. Great pop drive. Uh, but yes, we were, we were going to talk the, the triangle game. I, I, um, I'm glad Masquerade won. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm surprised. Jake I just Lee realized that they did ball. win. Yeah. Uh, re- the Reptilian Rana from Dragadaya. Uh, thought it was thought it was well well deserved. Jason Lee deserved it. Australia, man, once again they push these young kids. Mm-hmm. And that's what Dragon Gate does right. We yep. would always talk about NXT, you know, but we're just like, wait, these guys were wrestling like five to ten years before they would in their young developmental league. And but Dragon Gate, you know, New Japan has has had some real, obviously good young lying, you know, classes, but Dragon Gate definitely pushes their talent, doesn't pigeonhole them into five lone moves. And gives them yeah. character. Hell yeah. It's a good one. Those are really fun matches. I'm with three and three quarters on it. I mean, it was... Nice, nice. It was one of my favorite matches of the night. Um, I well, the reason why I forgot that they won, because A, Jason Lee didn't bring his championship out <laughs> the last time I saw him. <laughs> and B, uh, forgot La Estrella was a part of Matt Gray for a second. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh they won. It's in my notes. Right. Um, then, unfortunate, should have oh. off another title defense for a match of four minutes. Literally, into the first spot, he, he goes to shoot Kakuda off the rope and drop toe holds him out of it. Kakuda smacks the mat to make the, to make the impact sound. Shouldn't Skywalker's already up to his feet, ready to hit the rope, and he's hitting the ropes for the next spot. Turns yep. around as he sees Kakuda roll on the floor, and that was that. I, I guess my question I have for you is, do you think Kakuda went back in that ring and was just like, I don't care. I'm going to figure this out and make this work. And Ita shoot through that towel end? Yeah, I honestly think there were obviously biting time to see if he was going to be okay with that. I thought it was awesome when Ata handed, you know, get him, get some of the ice pack. They start walking around as the count starts. I thought what R.E.D. did I, I thought it was a, a legit work. I'm not going to lie. I was like, these are heels being heels doing heelish shit. You know, they're they're just trying to, you know, get and some time Jane wasted. Hulk did it too. Like, that's good yeah. off, but you're 100% right. They're like, I don't trust anything that they're doing right now. Like, you're 100% right. Like, like I said, because, not to interrupt, but, you, like, they blatantly said that. I was like, oh, my God, they're working. Like, I knew he was hurt. But even the announcers are getting worked for a second. Oh, for sure. And and kudos to everyone kind of taking that situation. And, yeah, I think they were just trying to see if he was going to be okay, you know, or up for maybe even finishing the match. But I even have in my notes, I was like, he falls forward on shoulder and sells it for seven minutes. And then I have underneath that, you know, the eight, uh, you know, and them walking around, you know, just, you know, killing time there to kind of see, you know, until realizing the injury was legit. But I remember, again, I thought it was like the weirdest in a while. And then when the match just like off, <laughs> I was just like, oh. because again, you see a compassionate 
empathetic level of R.E.D. We talk about scumbag douchery antics that they love to partake in. Well, you know, one of their own, you usually think people like that, you know, if one of their friends or, or people are, are in trouble, they usually cast them aside because you just care for yourself. That's what sociopaths do. And you have a group of sociopaths in one, you know, uh, in, in an arena here. But, you know, it, it kind of shed a nice light on, on R.E.D., a passionate one there in, in a way. And, you know, Skywalker gets, you know, the reverse arm by Kukuda screams and Ada throws it out. And again, mm-hmm. something where you're just like, wow, you felt bad when you realize, oh, this is a shoot. But kudos for A, finishing the match and just kind of getting over it, but also showing that different side of, of Ata, like you said a few, you know, matches ago, where they can flip him into a baby face and he'll have everyone in the palm of his hands, no matter what he does. And this was just another, you know, highlight, even though it wasn't planned, you know, of, of Ata in this direction. When? Yeah, that was that was the thing. It's like you could when I saw Ata, like, hey man, we need to we need to check on him. I was like, okay, uh, something something went down here. In <laughs> in the fact that he rolled I can't out of the break ring, I instantly knew it was an injury, just mm-hmm. because that's something like. It's just you didn't want was, that to be the case. Exactly. That's exactly. Sure. When, yeah. when I see Skywalker shoot off the rope. And he ro- rolled out like instantly. My mind went straight, thinking like a worker. And I'm like, oh, he he messed up his shoulder hitting the mat. Like, he pounded that canvas, and it was like Randy Orton when he pounded the canvas. He popped something that's not good. And, and uh, you know, and then it just that, that's why I kind of feel like he went in the ring, and they, you know, Skywalker did this light. Uh, everybody that you know, make sure everybody doesn't like when he everyone's mad. He was doing the moon salts to, to Ben K. He didn't touch his head. Just like he wasn't even lifting the arm. He had his lower arm. body. That's yeah, why he was what we praised about it. Yeah, and, and then when he when he's got when he's got uh, Kakuda's arm, he's he's literally just like slowly moving it. Like he's moving his body up and not the arm. So like mm-hmm. before anyone gets mad that he oh he's unsafe again. No, he was protecting him the whole goddamn time he did it. So I don't want to hear people give shit about that. But I truly it's, think Ata was like, he's going to try to finish the match, and it's not worth it. And mm-hmm. Ata literally threw in that towel as a shoot. Oh, I, yeah. I really think it was a shoot. Like, that they didn't, no one told Ata to do it, but Ata just being the, you know, trying to be the leader of the group, you know, just made a call, and they went in the locker room, and he was like, sorry, guys, but I just, I, was, I didn't want to watch, I didn't want to watch you try to do it. And I just made, yeah. I made it audible. Oh man! But yeah, it, it was sucks, a... now he's not in the tournament too. You know now he's not in King of Gate, which is okay because I don't I, excuse me, I don't mean okay, but you know now we do get Hill Watanabe in there, so I'm fine with that. But it sucks, like you know, Kakuda was gonna get a push, I think. Well, him and Kickball and then the SB Kento. I mean, again, mm-hmm. the core of this, the youth of this group is just mind-boggling. How it's all in one company, alone one faction there, but uh, good luck, Hip Hop Kakuda. Hopefully you heal, heal well. Uh, of course, the main event time, you're going to have yeah. to pronounce the name. <laughs> the because... Masada Contra Caballero Cage Survival Tag Match. 
Once again, that is the Mascara Contra Caballera Cage Survival Tag Match. Oh my gosh, that is awesome! But what a hell of an event! Friends being friends and enemies being partners, enemies and friends working together, then not working together. Uh, explain the rules here for this, sir. So uh, the Mascara Contra Caballero match is basically a uh, your your opponent is your rival or your partner is your rival. So Dragon Kid tag with SP Cantona take on Kai and Yamato, and it was three flags on top of the cage. The losing team uh, would then go on to have a one on one match um, with the with the match being being worked in a place does rule which means mask or hair, it goes away for the loser. So, so it was the Mascara Contra Caballero for the first, and then the appointments for the second, um, which as we get to climbs up to the wrong corner. I was like, dang, I like that. <laughs> they, they show that he could do it, like, and then he did. And then, you know, we see, uh, you know, we see the exits, and then he, he goes, and he's like, you know what, just leave. He goes, as we get lays down. Hmm. And we got the shenanigans, you know, we had um, the, the the teams went uh, for each faction. Natural Vibes, I believe, was against, um, Natural Vibes and Masquerade were against the SP Kento and Dragon Kid team, and then R.E.D. was against Kai and Yamato, I believe. So they had their own uh, assignments of who they were supposed to defend and attack. Uh, so we got a lot of the, oh, we got a lot of that fun, which is good. Oh, Yeah. Uh, and what, KZ had his air horn as normal, just blasting that <laughs> damn thing as he said his ear over and over. Um, you know, we saw some rubber hammers and some mallets, and you know, it was a lot of fun, just like they normally are. But Kento was I, like, you know what? I'm gonna do it myself, man. I'm gonna take this man's mask. I love how a Kai just crushed it in these type of you know interfaction wrestling cage matches. You know, that's how, that's why he's a part of R.E.D., but also like he's climbing, grabs the flag first there. Um, you know, even, you know, after watching S.B. Kento being slapped in the face by the largest rubber band stretch I think I've seen in the history of man. All the way from the top of the cage, Ryan, uh, to the ring. He, like, walked through the crowd, He, like, went yeah. to, like, the back of the arena. I'm like, he's still going with this thing. And that thing just quack. <laughs> it's like, God, man. It's great. Like, <laughs> I love it. It's, you know, they, they did that night, too, um, in in the, the, the six that I watched. And uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was, uh, it was uh, the multiband, the, the opener that, that had the fun where, uh, mm-hmm. where Genki's chanting H-A-G-E at, at uh, Kento. But they did that to uh, Kai, and Kai just no sold the shit out of it. Just what done punching people. <laughs> He's like, I'm not putting that over. Like, I don't care. Which is pretty damn funny. Oh my gosh! But this was just a, a crazy match where people fought to fa- to fight their enemy. You know, to to fight their rival here. And you know, even where Kai's like, he was fine. He was like, I'm over it. I'm out of it. There. But Yamato know, having conflict like okay what do i do you know do i grab flag do you know you know kento you know wants this and that you know he he goes you know slides onto the pole drops down 
you know, he wants Dragon Kid there, but Yamato wants to fight Kai. But, you know, he grabs the flag, you know, essentially, it's like, all right. You know, he's like, you know, just the, the the inner turmoil of what do we do? What's the best here? And, you know, you can't cut Yamato's hair. You know, that that's first and foremost. No. So, okay. I mean, you, you kind of knew that was, was going to be, you know, not in the cards there. But uh, what we ended up getting was two hometown boys having a hell of a main event with SB Kento. And, of course, a Dragon Kid. Also, by the way, Dragon Kid was swinging that guitar. Uh, was that a, uh, a shout-out to the uh, now-dropped Jeff Jarrett podcast? <laughs> Wait, that thing's already over? What's that? That thing's already done? Oh, no, I mean, like, it dropped, like, I think the day after this, uh, after oh. Dead or Alive. <laughs> I, like, I don't know yeah, if he listened to it. He's bad. like, you know what, Slap Nuts? I'm going to smash yeah. Kento. With a guitar. He hit that he hit him hard as hell too. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> he, he hit him hard as hell. I was like, Oh my god, dude. Like, you know he he's got a it's D T E, bro. <laughs> he's, god. But I mean it, it is what it is. How about that and Japanese he, table in one and one? This <laughs> yes, because I was like, I'll take care of this. Nope. Just... <laughs> I felt bad for Dragon Kid's head, man, because that table did not break at all. It budged, yeah. but it definitely did not break that first time. And then Kento calls for another, and, you know, the table breaks as powder is just flying everywhere in the ring. <laughs> Nothing beats the visuals, maybe DDT, when it comes to uh, wrestling or Puro, uh, Puro Risu, when it comes uh, to that, other than, you know, Dragon Gate for sure. Yeah, preach, preach on that one. You know, and then uh, Dragon Kid gets the win over SB Kento at the end. He be, you know, he, he puts him in that stretch of his and taps him. Uh, Kento does that head shame, so he does it. In, yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, he and then he just takes the the shears and goes, "I'll do it myself." <laughs> Shaped like, like just a middle part. Yeah, he's just like, neat, neat. I honestly was in. hoping he was going to just leave that. And they th- they were like, you know what? That's embarrassing enough. But he would still call himself Sexy Boy Kento. Just with the <laughs> middle cut there. I thought that would have been R-E-D-A-F if he would have done that. But oh, his, his hair is immaculate. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, you're like, saying like, the color damn. scheme. Yeah, he was. I was like, he's definitely getting his shit shaved. He's definitely not winning now. Oh, man. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, a hell of an event. Again, Dragon Dead or Alive 2021. Uh, You could definitely expect this on our top 10 events of 2021, I'm sure. I mean, there's a lot more year to go. The way things are going over uh, in Puro in Japan and wrestlers, who knows how much we'll, we'll have to look forward to in, in the rest of the wrestling year. Are you? But a are great event, nonetheless. Now that they're doing the Towering Inferno again, which is uh, Shuji Ishikawa and Kohei Sato, do you think um, the team of Shotaro Ashino and Suwama is going to work? Whoa! That's a that wow. Mm-hmm. I'm. Is this a new incarnation of the Violent Giants? I don't know. I was a little upset when Ashino 
finished with like the third least amount of points in the entire thing, and one guy was a and and Otani didn't even finish. So I was like, man, how? And yeah, you, uh, Koji Doi and and uh, Suji or Shinjiro Otani were like the last place, and then Ashino had like. Two points or something. But when we kind of talk carnival, didn't I say, hey, Otani has not been in an algebra ring in 10 years. Is this his time to shine out? And you kind of scoffed at it. You're like, yeah, if it was 25 years ago. But all I would read in here is how an amazing tournament, at least the first, you know, five, six matches he had before, you know, wear and tear (laughs) went down on him. I heard he just had a a fantastic. Huh? Seriously, pulling out with an injury before he was set to face Cody Sato, who he fired from zero one. Oh, jeez. But how was his performance during the uh, the All Japan the Champions Carnival 2020? Otani oh, was good. One of my favorite matches of the entire thing was Otani and Yuma Aoyagi. Nice, nice. I of mean, course, it was, the... it was uh, you know between Otani coming in and. You may Yagi giving everyone the baby kiss me like a rock star. You know, with that TA2 song, rock star. Um, but that was really good. Like, Otani just started taking shots at him, and Aoyagi's like, all right, listen here, motherfucker. You're not going to do that to me. And they yeah. were beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> I mean, and obviously, you know, what you saw too, you know, what might have been the best match of the tournament, Zeus and Miyahara, which was just <laughs> really good. That's the one that kicked it off, too, wasn't it? Wasn't that the yeah. first night? Yeah, it basically, this is a little safe for anybody with the carnival. If there's a wrestler in the carnival you like, watch his matches. If you don't have, like, a horse in the race, you're not going to miss a lot. Mm-hmm. And we had a few horses in this race here. Yeah. One guy that we feel has been underwhelming uh, to us, anyway, in the last few years, that it has so much potential, but finally has figured the swagger and, and, you know, I, I seems like I said a lot, but it means so much when you're trying to portray a type of character. And, and it seems like the eventual winner, Jason Lee, you know, seems to have gotten it. And, and as the tournament progressed, Ryan, do you think he was finally worthy? Was it all there finally? Something we've been hoping and praying for for the last three years. Is this finally the Jason Lee incarnation? <laughs> That we want. Or uh, Jake, Jake Lee, sorry. Jake, Jake Lee, sorry. No, okay. sorry. I did it all the time with a Dragon Gate guy. Um, Jake Lee seems like he gets it now. And they put the, you know, they gave him the win. Just put the title on him. Like, there's no reason. Here's the thing is if, if Suwama beats him, I don't know what, like, I'm so nervous for this match because it's like, you know, he's. Are you done with all Japan? If he beats him, I can't say no with all Japan because I, I like I love watching Koji Iwamoto. Yep. Strong Hearts have been there. I love watching them. Kento Miyahara might be my favorite wrestler alive. I, I love Yuma Aoyagi, Rising Hayato. Yep. Yagi's are like, great. I'll, yep. still, I'll still watch it, but I'm just kind of like if, if if Suwama beats if Suwama beats Jake Lee, I'm just I don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> But didn't he just beat him like a few months ago? We're like, all right, pull the trigger. Well, Suwama beat him in the tournament, too. Oh, Jesus. When will Tajiri <laughs> get the mist out of his ass and his eyes and book something credible? 
right? Yeah. If you're going to do it, you just have to. Yeah. Stop putting yourself mm-hmm. in a random fact to jury and book accordingly. <laughs> you got to build. 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 Well, That's we what we've been talking about. He put himself in total eclipse. So maybe he did that because he wants to be with a champ. <laughs> we can only hope and pray. <laughs> um, they uh, they ran a show. Um, where was it that I saw? Um, we opened this thing. Do you uh, think we ran uh-huh. a show yesterday and uh, main event saw Ryuki Honda. Uh, Shotaro Shino and Sawama defeat Jake Lee, Koji Doi, and Kuma Arashi. So the Ashita Sawama team already defeating Total Eclipse or so after. Whoa! I didn't know Jake started in 2011 and then quit wrestling. He retired to pursue MMA and then came back four years later. <laughs> Did you know that? No, or I think I heard it, but I didn't like. I don't like know the lore, but I. I you went through a different that... ring name, his real name there, but uh, Tayo K, and then lost again. Wow, that's crazy. Tayo K is was uh, one of like the all timers for all Japan. Back in oh wait, the August seventeenth. You're using his real name. Oh, a loss to Tayo K. I apologize. He utilized his name. Retired from wrestling. After uh, Amori was just murdering him on September 17th. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so, then came back four years later as Jake Lee there. Not Jason, of course, Jake Lee. But that's... Yeah, uh, he, he's Korean, too. Yep, so, like, yep. that's, that's what I always find funny, too. You think that's why it kind of hindered him winning championships? Besides the All-Asia Tag Team Championship, which I always get he was in because he would show up randomly... And you're like, oh, wait, he's gone. Oh, wait, he's in this match. So I just always found that baffling. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, Who do you think got in his ear to finally say, okay, this is your time? Like, was it a Kento? Was it a Deuce? Did Bodyguard show up for his promotion and be like, hey, no, and they're just like <laughs> gibberish into Jake Lee's, you know, mind? And he's like, you know what? I get it now. I think they realized he needed a change of scenery, and I think that's why they did the heel turn. And I hope they realize it's working because obviously they've had plans for him, or they would they would keep putting him in these spots. Yeah, it's just I don't know, man. Ah, it's just it's like I guess it, you know it just feels like it finally might be connecting. So if that's the case, just just push the damn guy, put the title on him, and see what you got. Oh damn! I didn't know it was him and Kento in the. I know. So, so yeah. in 20 words or less, explain the the Champions Carnival final. Uh, Jake Lee didn't win with your most hated move. He beat him with a brain buster. Whoa! But it wasn't as good as Miyahara uh, Zeus. Okay. okay. I don't know how many words that was. I like how he didn't utilize the Sega Genesis Royal Rumble Shawn Michaels backdrop, but <laughs> utilize the stuff. Pitbull, how was it on the uh, the pit scale? Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, it, was, it, was a, it, it reminded me a lot of Eddie Guerrero's Brain Buster. Was, uh, ah, really nice, nice. Yeah, it was a, like, folds him like an accordion. Yeah, it was a, like he went up and then down. Like it, there was no backwards. He was like, "Yeet, you're done." It was, okay, it was okay. really good. It was believable. I was like, "Oh shit, he might win with that." Because I was waiting <laughs> for him. To, I thought he was going to hit 
like a suplex and then the and then do the the Shawn Michaels. And then when he drove him into the grotto, I was like, oh, that might oh he did okay. <laughs> That's it. Shit. Okay. Which this is now called the D for C. That's what he's calling it. That's what it's called, D four C. Okay. I don't know why, but thanks to Pure Reso System Wiki, finishing move D four C delayed vertical drop brainbuster twenty twenty one to present. Yeah, he he had him up there and then just yeeted his ass to the canvas. Oh my god! <laughs> Yeah, what's going on? Damn, and he's like, vegan. Thank you. Make me look like, don't make me yeah. look like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, losing his side suplex. Um, oh, my God. We got, we got about four minutes into the two hours, and, and like you said, you wanted to try to keep it two hours, so I have some time in between. Um, tonight, we have Carlos Sanchez, 10.05, coming on to talk L.A. Raiders as we begin our NFL team previews this week. Uh, also at 11 o'clock, Peter Panacee from the 49ers will be on to talk. Niners. Did you just say the L.A. Raiders? Or, yeah, I meant the Las Vegas Raiders. Excuse me. Thank you for catching that. It's like Jason Lee. <laughs> I appreciate you catching that. Damn. But um, was gonna, I was actually about to say that as well. But. <laughs> um, and then uh, three strikes. Um, we got we got back. We're each going to hit each other with a round of three strikes. Um, we also have Uberfax as normal, which I still have to finish writing. At the probably the 10:30 hour. Um, also, our week one NFL picks is it's now time with 17 weeks until the season starts. So, starting doing our picks and uh, talk a little NHL playoffs if we have time. But NFL heavy show. But uh, sweet. Should we run through wrestling back last year? Uh, are we gonna hold off on the first? It's a, a King of Gate? Yeah, we might as well just do it all at once because there's another show tonight. So Okay, yep, that's back, correct. We can, we can hit, uh, we have four shows to talk then. Hey, if we're bored Saturday, we might come back. Yeah, we're, I, not, we're not going to make promises because shit happens, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, like, so. literally, it's like sleeping. We're, we're going to have a special hour and a half King of Gate show. Don't, don't worry. Tonight almost didn't happen because Blog Talk said we didn't have real credit cards. And then took both of our credit cards. Yeah, and they'd be like, ha ha, fuck y'all, we're taking y'all money. Like, you guys, they're, they're going to get another uh, another email from me where I better get six months off and have price again. Yeah. Um, I hope so. <laughs> um, but, uh, so we'll, we'll yeah, come back with some King of Gate, but definitely, as Ryan said, we've got another half hour to make up, uh, or less, because it's WrestleMania Backlash, Ryan's favorite event. Of 2024, that is for sure. Um, the future. So I'm going to say I went three and a quarter on the opener. I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't hate it too much. I, for some reason, Ripley and Oscar are like oil and water. They just can't work. So I Why is she jobbing? That's my Cause question. Because they're not going to have Charlotte lose. You but know. you have Asuka yeah. built years undefeated, and then she loses cleanly to Ripley like three times in a row. It makes yep. sense to me. Nope. They just build her up to put somebody over. That's what happens. Well, <sighs> but it didn't even help. Ripley was over before or even including any Asuka-ness, you know, <laughs> with, with her character. That's what I don't get. 
She looks over, therefore she is over. She carries herself over. We don't need her to beat a prominent wrestler. You need her to beat a wrestler that's unsafe, unlike a Shun Skywalker in 2021, and injure their opponents and get Ripley to beat Charlotte Flair. Get that's what they're building to, but I don't know what the hell Charlotte Flair's persona is. Breaking the fourth wall, shooting here, shooting there. But it just pisses me off how Asuka is the jobber out of all of this. Yeah. And it sucks because, like, the match was actually wasn't too terrible. Like, it, for triple threat, for way, sure. Um, you know, kind of like I said, you know, I, I couldn't believe Charlotte didn't want to take a snap there. That blew my mind. But <laughs> aside Even though that, her move, the natural selection is just a <laughs> snapmare. Yeah. Which sometimes she doesn't even nail that. Let's be real. Sometimes the angle is like, oh, that's bad. She, in a weird way, was kind of like the glue that held it up because the other two just don't have. I don't know how Ripley and Asuka just don't have chemistry. I don't get it. Just for whatever reason, they don't have chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody said that the beginning of Ripley's theme song is cognizant of her main roster run when when they go, "This is my brutality." <laughs> 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 main roster run. Oh, Holy shit. But Holy shit. The, uh, Holy shit. Order. That's funny. Um, the Dirty Dolls took on the Mysterios. They injured uh, Do you Dolly. mean a Mysterio? A Mysterio? <laughs> and they beat up both like, eyes back? They're still, they're still working a heat on him right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell was this, Ryan? Why was that the weirdest frog splash ever and the slowest <laughs> frog splash? Ever by Dominic and the most awkward frogs. Man, how does Mysterio keep up with the dirty dogs? Which let's give love to Zig and Rude, which Robert looks amazing. By yeah, the way, they're, for, they're a great little team. Don't, I'm with that. I'm with you on that. It's, have, it's uh, got that classic NWA feel. I'm not gonna lie, that that tandem. I hope they don't split up, but they probably will. I, I have uh, the Mysterios via Dami's frog splash for the for oh the he was out yeah. of the match for, what, three quarters, which I was like, it, it, I didn't realize that until halfway in. I was like, oh, yeah, Ray Mysterio's working this match. Was like, it's been 10 minutes. Where's his, where's his son? I was like, yeah. is, is he, you know, I'm not even going to say the joke I was going to say, but let's just say it involved that ladder match many, many moons ago. But I don't know what custody he was a part of, how he was held up in the back, but, I mean, Obviously, this was to create the feel-good moment, father and son winning tag team gold. But it just didn't land for me. I was kind of bummed. Hey, way random, but I just saw a trailer for a TV show. And since you know more about TV than like you're like me with hockey on TV, um, what, what's this Mister In Between on FX? Oh, it's uh, interesting Britishy. I- type of uh, type of show where he is like just think of hmm think of like Ata okay. if he was real life if that makes sense. I saw him like taking a chainsaw to a guy handcuffed to a baseball field and then he was ran a guy over and then he threw a half naked chick into a trunk and then he's talking to a little girl while he's doing all this stuff I'm like whoa this is nice and then he's watering his plants He's like if Charles Bronson in Death Wish was a little younger, say like by like six years, cool. and was just 
for hire. He's like, I'll do whatever job, just pay me my money. You're talking my language now. I'm gonna it's catch this it's a fun out. show. It's dark AF, which it's supposed to be, obviously from the clips you saw, but it has a good dynamic to it at times too. You know, the, okay. you, you see different sides of, of that character, but I, I haven't seen the whole show. I've seen, you know, maybe like six, seven episodes and, and you know, I, I dig it, but when there's so much to watch. Because <laughs> I, I have the finale of the second season of Mandalorian to watch. And then after what? that... Wow, I forgot about yeah, yeah. that show. Yeah, I didn't finish that yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish it, though. Maybe even, maybe even the next day or two. Uh, but then uh, I was told by people I need to watch Altered Carbon on Netflix next. Eh. My, I don't my, know. <laughs> I don't see you into that type of show, but my, my maybe. My 60-year-old tech guy was like, the first episode has two naked broads fighting. <laughs> I was like, well, oh. tight. I would say watch Mayor of Easttown. That show has been such a home run. Me and the missus always talk like every, after an episode, we'll we'll talk for like an hour about it. And then we'll go online, you know, how, you know, you measure a show is by, you know, the reaction you see on, on social media. Well, you know, with every Mandalorian, every, you know, uh, uh, what you would call a Falcon and, and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, you know, you have so much traffic and hashtags for that. I have yet to see any, and I voiced frustration on Facebook the other night. I saw And that. a few people back home, they're like, oh, we watch it. I was like, oh, yes, my smart brethren. I love it. <laughs> and so, I'm like, okay. It's just like one of those things where you don't need to vocalize it, but I still think it's a damn good show. It's absurd in some ways because the accents are amazing. It's just a little, you know, it's like a Western part of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania accent, so their enunciations are crazy off, almost, you know, Quakerish, if you will, but just always funny to me. Uh, it goes back to an old comedy, Bang Bang, you know, uh, where they would make fun of Philadelphia accents, uh, sketches back in the day on their podcast, but um it's just, it, it's, but it's a great crime procedural. It shows this woman who, and me living in a small town in the last five years, I see correlations of like, oh, I could see she gets swept under the rug in the community <laughs> or this or that, or that person doesn't like that family because of what they did 29 years, you know, shit like that, where I'm like, oh yeah, it, this really hits home, but it's just good acting. It's, it's a good crime procedural. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of like, who done it? What ifs, you know, type of thing. But uh, really good narrative, and and I highly recommend the Mayor of East Town with the wonderful okay. Kate Winslet. Because it's like, you know, I don't I don't watch as much as I should, but when I do, I binge. So that's kind of why I'm like, all right, well, when I get something up, the next thing that comes in, I just slap through the whole thing. I still gotta decide I want to get that Paramount thing so I can watch that real or the Challenge All Stars thing. Uh, I, I haven't stopped on purpose. I just, after the challenge, uh, Double Agents ended, uh, which, by the way, oh, you, you finished that, right? I watched the second part of the reunion. Okay, okay. So, so, I, I watched the first part of the reunion. Not the second. How cool is it that CT won, by the way? Hell like, yeah. Years in a row. After, <laughs> like, that one dude yelled at him. The douchebag uh, uh, Fessy? Yeah. Trying yeah, to be all C- eight alike. CT won it two seasons ago before this, right? When he was with uh, 
No, last year. Didn't he win it last year too? No, last when year he was, was a part bananas. of Was who? Johnny Bananas won it last year. Oh, oh yeah. It was when he got defected to the British. Yeah. CT. Yep, so that was two years ago. Okay. Meaning yeah, two he, seasons ago because they only have two seasons in one year. So that's where I was I was mixed up. He won with another guy, I think. Because it wasn't I thought it was, He won with uh he won with uh did he win it with Dar- Darrell? You mean years ago? They 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 had to like run up a mountain and he ended up winning it. Um it was like two seasons ago, I think. It was the uh what was it? I'm 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 not crazy. It was the season after uh, the what's the chick that everyone hates or that everyone like turns on the the country chick who thinks she's hot shit. Oh, there's so Ashley. Yeah, it was the season after Ashley won and didn't pick the guy. Oh, or, like, the douche, like, sexist freak or Tyler or whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Corn fed yeah, white she, boy. And she yeah she gave him the uh, she's like no. Hunter, that was his name. Hunter, yes, yes. West win it too, like last year or the season was, before. It was C- so. So it was uh, last year was was bananas and that Jenny girl. Then the year before it was CT, the 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 racist chick, and then Jordan and Rogan. Ah, that's right. Yep, yep. And then the year before that was Turbo. Wow, C Turbo! Oh my God, I miss Turbo. R. Oh, that's what it was. I was thinking of um, CT one with Ashley when they were in Thailand. That's what I okay. was thinking of. Wow, CT was... has won four and participated in eighteen for just a little under a million dollars on total money won, one hundred and sixty-five grand. He he also won with uh, with Wes. Okay. In, in okay. Thailand again. <laughs> <Ironically>. <laughs> Must be the good opium. <laughs> I wonder when this new season is going to start. Uh, probably not till the fall, winter. Yeah. Yeah, CT is the most prize money. He is third, four wins out of 18 challenges for 965. Ashley is two for seven with 1.1 million. It's because she won that mill. <laughs> and then Johnny Bananas has won seven times out of 20 seasons. Wow, that's crazy. 20 freaking seasons. Rogan. And now he's hosting uh, talk shows on, like, streaming channels, which, hey, that's awesome. Good for you. It's like an NBC. I think it's a Peacock one, actually, that he's a host of. Yeah. Apparently he's a nice Mm -hmm. guy, too, so kudos, kudos. You know, apparently Mike Mazanin is two for five. He's two? Huh. I didn't (laughs) know that. And he, and he only won $129,500 in those. Oh, man. That's like a half a year's salary with the E or a <laughs> half a year's uh, workman's comp from uh, Jerry yeah. his Look ACL. At the Look at the tie. That's what we do at WrestleCast. We just tie these into the next match. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so before the match, we see a preview for Netflix's Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder's uh, anti Warner Brothers movie starring, of course, one the animal, the one. Give me what he wants. I don't think he wanted this as WWE program, but he tweeted, "I don't well, give a shit. I'm not match." Tweet Vince. 
Um, you're like, stop, please, my stop adding me, bro. <laughs> But, but uh, do that, uh, that, uh, that, you know, as you say this, Johnny, Johnny Drip Drip opened the door but forgot to close it, so he let him out because only a doorknob was holding them in. <laughs> <laughs> Zombies, right? I honestly thought it was going to be, that was it. That was like a two-second commercial. And, you know, we were going to get a match of one Bad Bunny, you know, ex-partner Damian Priest. Uh, taking on the Miz here in a lumberjack match, but uh, when I did not see Nikki Cross on the outside of the ring, but saw <laughs> Zombie Zero Ikemen or whatever they're calling him in uh, Two Five Live, which great debut I would say they by the way. Icky man, Icky man, Icky man Zero. But that that was him as a zombie coming down, right? Oh hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I swear, I think I saw Shane Strickland in there, and I was like, well, I give up. Hey, and Shane. Uh, having fun. And hopefully I getting paid for that. Poor Scott. Uh, we just gave you the roll, or whatever is the hit roll. Now we need you to do us a favor. I can't watch that WWE artifact show now because I'm like, hey, that guy's not a dick. <laughs> or hard, you know, he's not that hard of a guy like he's on NXT programming. So they yeah, need to work on their timing better. Fuck. Sorry, it's five five. This game is intense as hell right now. I gotta watch the wild after this. Oh, it's the same ball too. Yeah, we should have watched. Um, but but go on your zombie tirade there, good sir. Now before I do that, I, w- I gotta ask you a question because this got brought up before and I laughed hysterically. What was longer on this pay-per-view? The heat on Rey Mysterio <laughs> or the camera on Jimmy Uso's t-shirt? As he, uh, and I quote from, I think it was from David Dixon Band said this over at uh, uh, The Observer. Jimmy Uso walked from his house to the arena to the locker room to Roman's uh, room because they showed the back of his shirt where it said Jimmy Uso for longer than Rey Mysterio was getting beat up for. <laughs> I, I now no, remember what you're talking about. You're totally right. Oh, my God. <laughs> was, they, they, they followed, zoomed in on his shirt that said Jimmy Uso for like 10 minutes. I'm like, where is he walking to? Well, because they had to say, so hey, guys, this isn't Jay. Jimmy's back. Oh, yeah. And he's I no forgot the bitch. company has to like beat the shit down your door that, you know, the subtlety of, this is him, and this is that, and this happened when this, and this happened there, and here's hey, we're 94 not, packages on it. We're not racist, guys. They, they're two different people, and we know. <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, why are they so, sh-? like, I, I, seriously, I'm like, did he just park his car, and he's walking into the building, and then walking through the back, and then now getting to the locker room area, and then he stopped for coffee, and then he got a donut, and then he finally decided to go to the locker room. Like, he walked forever. Now, mind you, this is after zombies have just been let out, ladies and gentlemen. Zombies. <laughs> um, but my God. I will say this before you go on your, your, your zombie rampage here. I didn't I saw it after at like midnight. I didn't 
Since I realized this was a gimmick with gimmick within a match, I just let it slide. I was like, hey, I watch DDT now. I watch aspects of AEW now. I've been you know, a homegrown WWE fan since I was, you know, nine years old, which had, you know, clowns and rainbow men and uh, daughters' fathers that, you know, dressed up as, as criminals or, or whatnot, or I should say ex-co-workers' fathers. Um, just random shit. So once I realized, and it wasn't a 20-minute matchup, I thought it was a fine six, seven, eight-minute match. Fine meaning I would never watch it again. It could have been a hell of a lot worse, and unfortunately for the Miz, uh, injury-wise, did indeed was. Um, can I go into my burial now? The is all yours. <laughs> so, you know, this is, you know, F, F that noise. This is going to get hit with this even. Like, I'm I'm going in with this. Let me scroll up to, uh... <laughs> there we go. Right. <laughs> Try this, this this match set professional wrestling back twenty years. Not thirty, only twenty. I, I just twenty just sounds like a good number. Thirty probably. You're probably more right than me. Like I get everything that you just said, but my only two like rebuttals are when I'm watching DDT I know I'm going to get Yoshihiko and Kanosuke Takashita with you know bombs going off and things like that like mm-hmm. I know that's what's going to happen but this is a company that portrays itself to have athletes and real wrestlers and even but they don't wrestling. Ryan they're sports entertainers it's sports entertainment. And let's be real, in the last three years, what has WWE been all about? Making themselves the brand, not singular wrestlers, not tag teams, not valets, managers, announcers, or even your CEO of the company. It's a brand that will sell for a billion dollars because they know how to sell and be carnies themselves and say, we're not wrestlers, we're not wrestling, we're not the Olympics. Caning, so we're going to have zombies. The scale in and around the ring. So, so here's some concerns that I have too. Then, with that being the case, um, how come zombies weren't new to follow the rules and not going the ring? <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to like, watch Army of the Dead tomorrow to find out. Right on Netflix. I mean, like, I mean, they came in after the match is over. Then they they ate the men and they well, they ate, ate more Johnny Drip Drip. <laughs> okay, we just watched two people eaten alive on yep. television. Okay, I never want to see the Miz or John Morrison on TV again. We won't see Morrison or Miz for a long, long, long time. We goes back to Johnny being Johnny Nitro, and we'll show up with his wife next. Week. No, he was eaten to death by zombies on a pay per view. He can't. He's maybe, dead. He maybe just dead. the persona uh, is dead. The persona. No, no. 
Alex, John Morrison is dead. <laughs> R.I.P. I think had an memorial the next night. I haven't watched Raw, yeah. but that would have what, awesome. what the fuck did they give him what he deserves as one of those, like, 2000 or, like, 1981 to 2021? <laughs> if he they would have done that, I think people would have been a little bit more not okay with it, but I'm like, okay, tug and chill, okay. whatever. At one point, the Miz, and Mo- or the Miz and Priest pulled out of the ring by zombies, so mm-hmm. they literally went back to back to fight off a zombie horde <laughs> with punches and kicks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, not, not sticks to the head or the heart, right? No, no. He just is kicking people. And, and you know, I want to give a shout-out to that really tall zombie who threw the little one out of the way, who was willing to stand there for 10 seconds while Damian Priest tried to jump onto the stairs, <laughs> lose his balance, regain his balance, and then jump off and kick him in the head as he took the bump. But he was waiting, really waiting to take the bump. So kudos to that zombie. Also, I couldn't hey, he tell must you, be taking a promo class and, and deadlifts really well. I couldn't That's, tell you a damn thing about this match either. This match no. sucked to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like this wasn't if there was normal human beings and not zombies, I still couldn't tell you a jack shit thing about this match. Damien Priest, who you're trying to make this badass new like he has like whether you like him or not, and whether I like him or not for that matter, he has the appeal where he could be a star for this company. Mm-hmm. He's got and the look, is, he's got the work and the, For and the, the rest of his fucking career He is going to have The 2021 worst match of the year Not only no. for WrestleCast Radio But yeah. for the Wrestling Observer Newsletter And all sorts of publications On his resume now You don't think What, what happened at Mania with Bad Bunny and, and turning everyone's heads With a tag match You don't think that will step a little higher than this zombie fiasco mashup. Alex, Bray Wyatt should be sending them birthday cards saying thank you. He did. You put, yeah, exactly. hey, remember me? Hashtag zombie. Yeah. Or, He's no longer the worst match of the year because of these guys. True, true. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Damian Priest and Zamiz. <laughs> Get well soon. Yeah. I'm glad you tore your fucking ACL in the worst match of the year. That sucks for you. And like in, in the in the in the whole grand scheme of things of the Miz, whatever. He's a dork. He sucks. This Miz is fine. <laughs> but like when Damian Priest is trying to like parkour over the rope to get away from the zombies, and then let's not let's not forget the fact that suddenly the goddamn Thunderdome turns into post-apocalypse Mad Max. And they, they started turning on fog machines. That <laughs> I don't remember thing. that at all. That's funny. Like you said, it's a not memorable match except like a few yeah. like wait. blind spots or flashes of like, oh yeah, that wrestler was worse. It gets worse. Um, what's this nuts? Who's the guy who was who cheated on his wife for Carmella? What's his name? Oh, Graves. Corey Graves, thank you. Um, he goes, oh, Cole, thankfully we've now moved to a to a more secure and safe location. He said they literally left and went to a new facility. 
where there's no zombies. So an outhouse behind uh, the football stadium there? This was the worst. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. No, what the worst is whoever this announced Adnan Van Kirk or whatever his name is. Trying to explain explaining what a zombie was. I'm pretty oh sure God. a five-year-old, because of the zombie culture <laughs> in the last decade, knows what a zombie is. I just, I can't. And, and, you know, there's people on Twitter who are like, I don't know why everyone's so mad about this. They got paid for this. How much money do you think they really made from Netflix presents Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Oh, The Miz better be getting like four season uh, rules for Miz and Mrs. Just A, for partaking in this, but getting injured in the process for almost a year. But Priest, I mean, let's be real though. These two guys are the ultimate yes, not yes men, the ultimate company men. They will do anything for the company, which you can't, again, go wrong, which we all thought no. the Bad Bunny thing Punishment Martinez or, or Damian Priest, sorry. So we thought it was a death force. Like, oh, this is going to be shit. Ended up turning up really well. The mid winning the championship only to drop the Lashley, which was a part of the plan there, did his job, jobbed it back out to Lashley, did some good stuff. Oh my God. Went to Mania. Went to Mania. Had that match with Priest. Great, you know, uh, vocalization, you know, all around. And then to this, to them agreeing, looking at each other in creative, in a meeting or a hallway when they were told, this is what you have to do. And they did it. And it wasn't, I mean, yes, match-wise, life-wise, whatever, it was the drizzling shit, if you will. But for them to to go out there and, and do six, seven minutes, well, shit, some of these women back in the Attitude Era or even after would get three months. It's, it, I commend them for putting up with such shit is what well, I, where I'm trying to go with. Like, you want and to for them, commendable? Alex, yes. I, if, if I was going to get $25,000, I would have let one of those zombies like tug me off. Remember Ray Mysterio was thrown off a building? His eye was taken out and gouged at the Extreme Rules Horror House bullshit. <laughs> Both guys appeared, and oh yeah, Ray Mysterio was still alive. So, I mean, they they take their additives with these tape shows, you know, from the Firefly Fun Houses. alive by zombies, and, and The Miz was too. We saw Ike Icky Man, Zombie Grocio Jiro, Climbing over another zombie because he wanted to get a bite of the Miz. The Miz is man. Icky Man killed him. He's dead. So is John Moore. Johnny Drip Drip was eaten by zombies. Okay? They're dead. (laughs) This this was one of the worst things I've ever seen. And and let me go back to what I asked you. How much money do you think they got for the sponsorship of doing this match? Like, how much uh, do you truly think Netflix and the Army of the Dead people paid them to do this? I mean, they sponsored that. <laughs> I want to say Raw afterwards. I thought I saw a gimmick for that. I, I would say, I'd say six figures. Do you know what that, 
that that equates to with the money we make, Alex. Somebody mm-hmm. going, hey, here's five bucks. Yeah. So people who are defending this saying, well, obviously because of the money is why they did that. You mean to tell me you'd put that shit on your programming for five dollars? Hell no. But you also got to remember they have that. Uh, I don't know if it's any. Any tie-in, you know, you have that Hulk Hogan Netflix movie coming out. You got the rumored Vince McMahon Netflix movie coming out. So, I mean, you, you've had a WWE Netflix partnership, you know, with the Big Show show. Uh, you know, they were airing all their films on, you know, so they've had tie-ins with the streaming service there. But I, I don't know. I don't know if it's the Zack Snyder hype or just because – it's a former, you know, WWE superstar in Dave Batista, who again could give two shits that they're dying <laughs> at all. Um, which I think is probably a better promotion for the movie. Uh, but I, I would say it's more along the lines of, "Hey, here's Batista. Let's throw him a bone." Well, that's the thing is, like, Batista didn't even show up for the damn thing. No, no. I mean, at least if Batista would have came out and started like. Hearing these guys, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, Batista, Dave's tight. Like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the <laughs> one guy. Like, the I'm, actors. <laughs> There's so many other minor characters. Why not throw in like, the dude from that one movie? You you know, like I, or I gush and pop over Batista. Like that's the one guy. I'm like, yeah, it's big game. You know, like <laughs> it, like I still think him and Triple H was amazing at WrestleMania. Most people thought it was shit. I love the match. That's because mm-hmm. I just think Dave is like, I pretend everything he does is real. So like when he Because his emotion is like, real. <laughs> like, I, I predict like when he clotheslines somebody, he's like doing it as hard as he physically can. It's like me and Brian Clackworth. Oh, oh. We assume nice. everything he does is just real. So it's like, I have this weird hate level with Batista. We're all jump in the air and spin and shoot my guns and things like that. He didn't even show up. No. This is stupid. This this was this was the God man. This was awful. I I Wor- can't. Worse than Mania. What was it? Thirty three with the uh, the insect ring. Oh yeah, hell yeah. This was this was worse than the goddamn swamp match. Oh, I don't know. That swamp match exceeded the time limit of this match. <laughs> this this was this was worse than. Then uh, the War Raiders and uh, fuck, uh, what do they call the Street Prophets when they were the Street Raiders, the War Prophets, and they fought the ninja, Tazawa yeah. and his ninjas on bikes, and then the Sarlacc almost monster tried to eat them in, yeah. in the garbage can, and then they ran out of it. This is worse than that shit. This is they literally killed two people on their television show having zombies on there and then saying that, oh, thank God we can run the rest of the show because we've moved to a secure location. You mean to tell me me that there's two Thunderdomes going on in Florida right now? Do you think they taped that like the day before? Do you think what? Do you think they taped that like the day before? I I, I don't even want to think about that. I I just... like, how long was it? Like, 15 minutes? 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. No, so 7 to, minutes. So you mean to tell me that you moved the entire Raw and SmackDown locker room roster and commentators 
um, to a second Thunderdome that quick. And if they knew there were zombies in that location and didn't get anyone else, I know the announcer got out, but what was about the other talents or creators or anything? Yeah, uh, but like you said, is there two Thunderdomes? My God, I think we got to go to Florida double or nothing weekend and investigate. I'm not trying to like overdo this and just shit on it just to be an asshole, but at some point... Isn't that what assholes do, though? Bumps. Yeah, all no, over. I'll, you can write <laughs> asshole across my chest. I'll take it. That's fine. I know what I am. Oh, no, I'm just saying literally. Isn't that what they do? <laughs> just shit all over? Yeah, oh, yeah. You're tight. You're tight. Wah, wah. I just, at some point when we talk about this stuff, we have to physically look at the actual real perspective of things. And this just, oh, I just keep, I don't like, like I said, if this was DDT, it would have been this way. Because mm-hmm. that's what the company is. Like, I don't I don't need you ten minutes or five minutes before this doing this brotherly love thing between the Usos and Roman. Only to have zombies on the screen. <laughs> Do you think if they would announce it like a week or so before as a special attraction promotional matchup involved these two sports entertainers and said, look, this is what it is. It's an army of the dead, blah, 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 tie-in. Enjoy whatever, fast forward, I don't care. Here it is. We got our money. Do you think that would have been a little bit better? Like, oh, by the way, here's zombies. You're like, what? Like, I think it would have been just as bad, but I think more people would have watched it because they would have been so confused that this company was that dumb enough to do this. So Industry media did not treat it kindly. That is for sure. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, it was just... They definitely, right, they, they definitely went on the whole routes. We're in, we're in overtime. <laughs> Tampa's got a power play. Five to five. minute left in the power play. Jeez, that I, other team came back? I thought you said yeah, Tampa Florida had like Panthers. five goals. They did. Florida came back and scored three straight. Jesus. Yeah, full. Um, The rest of the show, I liked. I was three and a half, three and three quarters, and four and a quarter on the next three matches. I, nice, nice. I love I, Bailey and and her interaction with Bianca Belair. Both these ladies have it. I love the trash talking during the ring introductions from both. Again, they they just know how to make that you know big fight feel, but also try to rub the the horrific taste that was in our mouth from happened previously. Yeah, I went three and a half. Belair wins me a roll up. Um, somebody made a comparison to what Bailey's doing with her gimmick, and I kind of agree, and I kind of don't like it a little bit, but I don't hate it to the point that it bothers me. But somebody was saying that she just randomly showed up in the you know at WrestleMania in these last few weeks, and she she reminds me of Sally Jesse Raphael. What? With, with her outlandish like talk shows like thing she's doing. Uh, and I said, I yeah, mean, I, I definitely I suppose. that in her. But I don't I don't hate it, hate it, if that makes sense. I, I can I can tolerate it. It's okay. Because she's always doing something. Well it's fun. It's annoying and, and what are heels supposed to be? Annoying. Yeah, you wanna yeah, see yeah, them I get think... beat you you want to see them get whipped with the braid. You know, you want to see them utilize the braid <laughs> as a weapon braid, and she? then it backfail or it fails on them. She didn't get whipped with it, but she, oh, that's what it was. That's the one thing that kind of bugged me when I didn't penalize the match. 
was the finish was supposed to be the roll up where she tied her yep. hair around her, but then the hair got loose and it they wasn't around. Grab it. Yeah. But I thought it was a noticeable, good idea. but it was fine because again, the the quick pace of that sequence, I think, kind of you know neutralizes the the botchiness of it. But yeah, she just she had control and it slipped, but you know she still had the lead, which I think was important. Yeah, and they, exactly. They didn't they didn't end the pin to go back into the pin for the finish. So that was yeah. Um, the meat battle, while it's not what I like in my Japanese meat fights, which are usually way better. I did go three and three quarters on Lashley, Braun, and Drew. I can't lie. I I was I almost went notebook. I enjoyed it. Six stars. Six stars. Man. Six stars. Alex officially said that this match is as good as Osprey and Shino. <laughs> No, I I mean it's not six stars, but for these three behemoths. I know this annoyed you, but this has gotta be a thing right now, right? <laughs> not for after the show. Um But it, this was like Godzilla versus Kong versus Mecha Godzilla, what we just saw on HBO Max or after seeing it the second time in the theater a few weeks back. But this was a, a monster mayhem match that worked. People weren't flopping around. People weren't, you know, doing just uh, standing lariat, punch club. You had Braun Strowman almost killing himself and his opponents, diving off of the apron, doing a freaking, like, moonsault dive. You have Bobby Lashley getting thrown into the electronic boardroom and having more spark and awe than Kenny Omega and John Moxley in their deathmatch barbed wire spectacular. You had Drew McIntyre just thinking, you know what, I'm just going to do Kurt Angle, release belly-to-bellies, and this is my new gimmick. That's all I'm going to do. Belly-to-belly McIntyre. That's his new name. But hey, <laughs> this was a fun freaking battle. Strowman looked good. You know, we all say, you know, Strowman just always had, has bad timing when they're like, we're going to the championship on you. It's when he's the least motivated and also least likable because he either makes stupid comments on social media or he has a damn train, uh, you know, sound effect as he's trying to run the corner. But guess what? That did not happen this time. But I thought this was a fun ass match. Claymore's galore again, belly to bellies, actually being out of you know a good portion of the match. But coming in, you know, as as champions can do, and you know, kind of getting the win there, uh, you know, after Braun um, power bombs Drew McIntyre through the table, which was amazing, and then he comes back in and Claymore to Braun Strowman for like the seventh time, I want to say. Uh, which, by the way, the one over the barricade that Braun Strowman went over was pretty freaking cool. And then Bobby tossing, you know, McIntyre out of the ring. Braun secures the win after again being out for a few minutes here. I thought this was fun. Pardon me. Not on part of that SummerSlam, uh, what was it, a four or five way with Joe, <coughs> pardon me, Strowman, Lesnar, and, you know, a few other people. But this was on that level of fun. This was a car crash with big guys trying to put an application for all elite wrestling when their contracts are up. <laughs> Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. I, I'm with you. I think you kind of you kind of hit all all corners on that one. Main event, man. I went four and a quarter. Oh, man. I loved Cesaro. it. It's it's once again. It's like, hey, 
why don't you realize that you have this guy as your talent? <laughs> like, exactly. He's so good at wrestling. You don't do anything with him. My only beef was after the match, here comes weird paint-infused jacket suit Rollins, and then they just, he just beats up Cesaro. So now Roman just like, all right, glad I was in the main event. And it's all about Rollins somehow. And I was so Hell in a cell. Because it's next month. Oh, I get it. The ultimate. And maybe this will hopefully build. Like, who do you build up in that match? Cesaro to keep the momentum going? That's kind of awfully shifted after this match with Roman Reigns here. Or Seth Rollins to build him back into that main event programming. Suits and all. It'll be interesting to go with that. But, yeah, Cesaro, I'm hell sure of a so. match. Hell of a hand. Uh, Roman Reigns, though, with that guillotine again. You, didn't he do like a reverse hold and somehow like flipped his body over and he he did some some pretty interesting tactics with that but I didn't need to see him apply for what seemed like an eternity but was maybe a little under two minutes there but Cesaro made that work because he and turned damn near purple. To make Cesaro look good, you know they're trying to make Cesaro, which is a, I I think with him being in that hold so long is a positive because they're. You know, if they didn't have any plans for Cesaro, they would have had him just tap or go off. But, the yeah, yeah. Well, or maybe they're playing like, to the IWC. It was long. Uh, you're right; it was long, <laughs> but at least that gives me slight faith that they're going to use Cesaro. I hope I just, so. I mean, God. I wish there would have been a gambling button to to, to where I could have voted an over under on how many times Roman's going to talk. Like doing his doing his middle school drama class shit. <laughs> you hey Cesaro, Cesaro, you heard Cesaro. Answer. You will acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. <laughs> you hey, are you awake? Acknowledge me. I'm like shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just punch the guy in the face. I don't know if you've seen, but, like, Reigns will do. He'll be, like, on a treadmill or an elliptical, and he'll just, like, talk shit on, like, Instagram Live. And I'll see, like, random tidbits here and there. I'm like, oh, he cuts a way better promo on here than, you know, <laughs> some of the Friday night programming or in-match, you know, promo me. work. God, <laughs> stop asking him to just punch him in the mouth. I mean, we're coming up on a year of, of this Roman Reigns switch, you know, his acknowledge me, head of the table uh, transformation here. I mean, what, what, what is this, May? I mean, what, 10 months in? I mean, what do you grade his, well, his reign so far as this new character, as the tribal chief into, you know, getting victory after victory? But also, you know, had some pretty good matches, not with just your standards. He had it with your Jey Uso, your Cesaros, what have you. What do you think so far of Reigns on the on the blue brand on Friday? I don't think it's been bad. I don't think it's been incredibly good, too. I think a lot of his dialogue is just so mundane and annoying. But I, I think the one thing that's going to hurt him right now is, who's next? Yeah. And Seth Rollins is your credible choice, but why? That's too soon unless he does a total, who, you know, like, who are you having, change. Who's Roman wrestling in Hell in a Cell? Jimmy Uso? Like, like, like my guess is we have Rollins and Cesaro. 
I'm guessing we have the Usos wrestle each other. Or maybe Jimmy does wrestle. I don't know. But you see where I'm going? Because Jay got his shot in the cell last year. Wasn't that their first match in the program? Was at Allen in a cell? Yeah, because I think he didn't acknowledge him. (laughs) (laughs) At at what point do you pick up the phone and and logically the next... Oh, shit. Florida just won the game in overtime on a goddamn bounce and turned into a breakaway. So, bitch. Um, at one point, you go, there's nobody left. The logical move is we need to call Brock. Oof. What sucks, too, is with uh, Brian Danison being a free agent at the moment, uh, we don't force him. Hopefully, he you know becomes all in or all out, I should say, and not the former DDT uh, faction. Um <laughs> Hopefully that that transpires. But you're right. The, I mean, we're not going to get a Cena. I mean, they they expect to be in front of a live uh, audience again for SummerSlam. I mean, is that when you peg a John Cena? Not a Batista because he said he's done. Edge is done. You know that that was just squash. Is this the, you can't do Lesnar unless you do you know uh, Boombox uh, Brock again? You know, kind of in a way. The Rock, that's not a mania thing. Plus, he's filming, like, two movies at once. You're right, man. Who the hell is going to be the guy There's just no to take this belt? There's no unless, you, unless you switch Wyatt again, but that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> There's no program for him. But that's the WWE for you. Big E, I suppose, is your next credible challenger. We know he's excellent on the mic. We know he has, you know, the the audience worldwide behind him. He's been off TV, it seems like, for a while after the horrific beating in that long Nigerian drum match, whatever the hell that was called at Mania, which we haven't even seen the IC champ in quite some yeah, time. Yeah, we haven't even seen. Uh, I'm going to get against that. I don't watch SmackDown. So I shouldn't really talk. Man, they're racist um, over there on Fridays. But. I mean, Big E's your your next credible guy. I mean, you have a few months to build, especially if you want oh, an audience, and you're going to get a... only ethnic champions. <laughs> and you and you guarantee the huge pop with Big E coming out, if not winning the strap a year later at SummerSlam. I mean, is he just? I mean, he's your next viable option, then, right? Mm-hmm. To me, I yeah. mean, it's Kofi Kingston pinning the champion on Monday. After beating Randy Orton, so I mean, why not have a new day? The singles run on both ends. New day. Which yes, Kofi Kingston pinned Bobby Lashley on Monday night. That's fantastic. And Randy Orton. <laughs> but that's all I know. Ah, so, well, thank you, thank you, Ryan. Uh, backlashes. Definitely. Uh, just watch the final three matches, all championship matches. Yeah, they were all fun. They're very durable. AW, that's tight. We'll talk about that one day. Blood and guts to fall onto the uh, the crash pads. Jericho selling it. Yeah. Hey, Rusev winning the title. That I sent you. Which one today? Where Jericho was like, we were going to do blood and guts in Minneapolis. What? Yeah, I, I sent I, I sent it to you on Snap. The, so Jericho's latest podcast is, is titled Blood and Guts, and he discusses what went into the Blood and Guts pay-per-view, um, yada, 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 things like that. Um, well, 
All I saw was a Belinda Carlisle one. Belinda Carlisle, that's tight too. That is one of my favorite songs. Let me maybe I have it on here actually. Hold on here. The all out. Damn, you're still your snap map. Still have the Elite McCaffrey Exhaustity. But and there's a big kind of brouhaha about that. I know a lot of people did not want the first blood and guts to be in front of no people. And you got to keep this in mind, too. This was back in the innocent I think it's right here. of flattening the curve. Boy, it's right. From Daly's place in front of nobody. And there's a big kind of brew to him. Drop the strips out, brother. And I uh, want the first blood and guts to the end of the line here and get the light at the end of the tunnel and everything back to normal. I was talking out of school because you can look it up. I think jamping down, we moved to Atlanta and you know the famous story of doing I don't know where it is. necessity. We couldn't do after uh, with Jared. COVID. So we had to keep the lights on. We had to keep great program on the TNT network. I'm up there to- was a spot. We didn't know. So we thought curve. Remember that thing from Daly's place in front of nobody. And there's a big kind of title to him. Drop the strips out, brother. And uh, then two <laughs> weeks later, the pandemic happened, and we got everything kind of... Well, he was then, uh, Cody had that great match with Ward with this giant blood and guts match. And it was, like we said, which was uh, uh, some kind of a smaller place. Yeah, yeah. What do we have option-wise over the next month? What do you think? Maybe four weeks after I lose the title, let's maybe think about doing blood and guts there. I know that one of the options was Minneapolis, but it was in some kind of... Uh, of uh, uh, some kind of a smaller place that might not fit the double cage, and then he thought, well, we might get this credential. Yeah, so apparently it was in a building that wouldn't fit the double cage, so that's why they didn't do it. But they were going to run Minnesota and do blood and guts. I mean, I'm I'm fine with that. Just come to Minnesota in general. Yeah, could you imagine there's a blood and guts here? I mean, it would only work at the XL, right? Yeah, XL or Target Center. Like you're not running. No, not to, uh, no, not to. I, I liked Raw at the XL when we went. Yeah, I don't I, like the I, events at the say, Target Center. No, no, I'm just saying both are fine, but like you can't run Roy Wilkins and. Oh no, uh, no. And no. try to run two rings. Well, they would sell that shit out instantly. That only holds well, like. Oh yeah, 3, but the people. reason they said they weren't going to do it was the venue wasn't big enough for two rings. Yeah. So that makes you think they were going to run Roy Wilkins. <sighs> No, that that's I'm trying to think. What about no first act? That ceiling's way too low. <laughs> um, really? Yeah, that's they're gonna because that's where ECW would do did like uh, like Anarchy Rules and shit. Yeah, but they easily could sell ten, eleven, twelve thousand, couldn't they? In you Minneapolis, would think, you would think, but if they weren't sure about the market yet, you know, yeah. they weren't really welcome to sell it. Man, that would be interesting. Yeah, I remember what getting you, that, but I think I like turned it on at work, and then like people came in, and I was like, "Oh, oh what's yeah. this?" And I had no idea that it was in Jericho because it wasn't like ah, you know that type of you know YJ. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, what is he saying? Me? It was this WrestleNomics radio or some shit?" But uh, which, which yeah, makes crazy sense. to think that they were going to run here before the pandemic. Happened. No, so that's crazy, Ryan. Oh. Is I was flipping through my uh, camera the other day and it was like on my Facebook, you know, say pictures or memes or whatever. And one of them said WrestleMania 2020 at Minneapolis, Minnesota. You remember we were in the running and we're actually going yeah. to get it. Yeah. Just imagine 
That's going to be in tw- last year. And that would have been yeah. our luck if we would have got it, then it was canceled. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, oh, exactly. that was a weird gloom of doom preview for sure. Yeah, that was and now we won't get one for like the next five years, which is ridiculous because of the market history. But crazy, crazy. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I just, that's just crazy to think about that. that there was a shit. That makes you think that now that they're starting to tour, um, that they're going to come to Minnesota again. I hope so. We'll be there. That's for uh, sure. Yeah. You got to let me know about uh, if you're coming up for Double or Nothing. Because that's, that's Saturday. And then we part ways for a few hours on Sunday. And then we emerge together Sunday evening for Double or Nothing. I only see you Sunday evening? Man. No, Saturday night too, homie. Whoa. Are we going to hit the dive? We could. Are we going to resurrect it and be all yeah. awkward? Hell yeah, and then like people will come. <laughs> and then we go to Perkins at 3 a.m. <laughs> Hell yeah. Trash! And then we watch, and then we watch Demetrius run across the street and then fall over like that hit with a Do you remember that? I do. Oh, we, I we, do. We ran across White Avenue and across the rim. We're like, fuck it, let's go here. And then all of a sudden Demetrius like, sure, he just dropped. And we just kept running. We're like, oh shit. We're like, whatever, leave him. <laughs> He's still there, like, ah, oh, ah, in the middle of the road. <laughs> oh, our youth. How I miss mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, now we just worry about trying to get to bed at a decent time, which unfortunately is not in the cards for you. So don't forget to look up on all your podcastable apps or websites. Search a strong stuff. Media, check out the latest incarnation of WrestleCast or Strong Star Sportscast Radio uh, with Ryan and some other guy, and then of course WrestleCast as we try to become a weekly again without the highs, without the tiredness uh, coming at you here with myself and the technical legend himself. Also, I believe don't forget to, to go to Rep Sports R E P P Sports dot com the promo coupon code section. Check out, type in WrestleCast, C-A-S-T, again, WrestleCast, in the coupon codes, 15%. Get your muscle strength on. It's never too early or too late to get that summer transformation that you're looking for. Uh, also, ProWrestlingNews.com slash WrestleCast, over what are we, nine options. You got two Pro Wrestling Summit shirts, seven WrestleCast radio shirts, I'm pretty sure we're going to try to get a fun one for the summer. Get that numero uno WrestleMania 10 type. Uh, but also, every Friday night, Ryan and the Pro Wrestling Gang. Yes, it is a gang. It is a nation. It is a faction. It will be coming to MAW. Whoops. But twitch.tv slash WrestleCast Radio. Bye! I'll see y'all in an hour. <laughs>